0: The you step into my regiment, please, and we're going to try calling with you. Hi, Captain.
1: What do you make of this? <laughs> I'm puzzled, sir. The only detectable bio-electric are your own. You did not know. I did not. running star trek the next generation rewatch podcast every week of the year we're rewatching an episode of star trek The next generation and bringing you all of the behind the scenes stories that made the magic happen my name is mitchell melz chief consultant of services of paramount with me it's my life partner brandon hobbs ex-head of resources management brandon how you doing uh doing well um the job hunt continues but um we have been having some some real fun the past week. Yeah, it's been a really fun week, I think. With uh, with, with a little 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 piece of software called OpenAI. Right. Um, in it... which we, we concoct various pieces of Star Trek fan fiction. Right. It's, it's a novel little toy. You type in whatever you want it to give you, and the little man inside your computer just types out a little story for you. Yeah, and, and this is the first time we've actually been able to initiate real communication with that little guy right usually um you know it's kind of a form of divination trying to get through to him mm-hmm. but now it's very well, you know, explicit. You know they're, they're usually they're usually chinese so it's it's pretty difficult to mm. to to understand them I, you know obviously unless you speak chinese i don't speak chinese um, really? no neither do i that, that, that's probably why chinese people are so smart because they get to talk to their computers so uh, ah. so directly right yeah, you know, we should build computers with little English speaking guys in there. Yeah, but yeah, that 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 totally messes up production costs and everything, you but know. I guess the computers have to be bigger to accommodate the higher average height. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and we also don't have a subset of the the uh the western population that's a uh, a centimeter tall. That's true. We should breed uh, them more effectively. We should. We should. Yeah. I don't know how the Chinese did it. And uh, their own uh, their own race of uh, pygmy pygmies. Before we get into this, what's your opinion on selective breeding? Um, for dogs? Ah, for people, dogs, whatever, for people. Well, I mean, I mean there's got to be a trait that you've looked at and said, "Man, I wish we could breed this out." Oh, 100%. I mean, I do I do look at women for example, and I think like like when I'm looking at a woman He's breed out all women. <laughs> when I'm looking at a woman, I, I will I will kinda like eye her up and down and be like, okay, uh what what about you do I want to pass on to my kids and what do I not? Mm-hmm. And if and if one out you know, if the negatives outweigh the positive, it's like I can't. You know. Well we call she's that being short. We call that being forward thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is that is Quote selective breeding, right? Now, now, now the the issue comes when when you're breeding like shit, like pugs. Wait, you call yourself the issue? I didn't say that at all. You said the issue comes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the issue is with with uh, breeding things like pugs and stuff, where they're just constantly suffering. Yeah, I mean. Um, you you bred its face to not function, and it has to, you know, breathe through a hole that's covered up by its own fucking disgusting flaps. Which, wouldn't you know, uh, you know, who's at fault here? Women. Uh, women bred the pugs. They need, well, they didn't breed them, but they're the market for them. You know, they're like, oh, I need my chunkin' little heckin' flat-faced pupperino, you know? Hmm. So it's not enough that I should be happy. Another being should suffer. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, that is how most women work. Do you know what pug is short for? Is this like is this like a like a chud situation? Well, what's chud short for? Well, I I actually don't know. All I know is it's it's, you know, the movie. C.H.U.D. Chud. No, I've never. Is this like a jarhead thing? Uh, What's a jarhead thing? That's like a military film. Uh, no, it's about like monsters that live in the sewer. I've never watched it. Ah, but it's it's you know it's uh what, what do you call it when, when every letter stands for something? Uh, it's an acronym. Acronym, that's it. Yeah. Not is, to is be Pug confused. Not to be confused with a backronym. Is it like an Indian phrase? No, a backronym is like when something retroactively becomes an acronym. <laughs> oh my! Is this a TV tropes thing? Um, no. But it is kind of on that level, isn't it? Have <laughs> have I ever told you about uh, uh the word prepone? Prepone, no. Yeah. Postpone it's pre-pone? A word that it's a word that only Indians use. Okay. Is it And is I'm is sure it, you can imagine what it means. Is it part of their language? Well, it's it's India it's Indian English. I see. <laughs> English. Um i Ind-English. I'm trying to think of it an opposite of postpone, obviously, but nothing's really coming to mind. Oh well, yeah, so when you post, like, let's say you postpone a meeting. Right? Oh, you move it back, so pre is to move it forward?
0: <laughs> yeah!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, words can't describe how much I am sickened uh, by Indian English. How, how, it, it is just how much you have to most, put up it's with it? A lot. A oh. lot. It's, it's, it's cowardly. It's, it's uh, completely offensive to, to the English language itself um it it really just shows you what kind of people never mind we're we're delving into hate speech territory all right so um retracing our tracks pug is short for pugsley um moving back from that selective breeding which i think is where we were at (laughs) um Something about how many how many pugs do you think are named Pugsley? <laughs> a non. There's gotta be like an infinite number of them. Yeah, certainly non-insignificant percentage of them. Yeah, yeah. Same, uh, anyway, yeah. Same thing as that fat kid from the Adams Family. Yep. <laughs> now he was a real pug. He 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 was a pug in in appearance and demeanor. <laughs> Selective breeding. So, so what, 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 uh, what deeper topic do you want to touch on here with, with this? Um, you brought up selective breeding. No, I did. What well, I was saying is, there was there any trait that you wanted to selectively breed out of the, the human race? Yeah, the human race. Yeah. Thin upper lips. That's a good one. I would say thin hair.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Not necess- well, you would. Not necessarily like balding like thinning of hair but rather people but like who are, like women yeah. men who are just born with thin hair yeah I've, I've got i've got i think hair is probably one of the like top three things that really gets me going yeah um which might sound weird but i really appreciate a nice long head of hair what's what's the first two a blowjob and a hand job? <laughs> definitely neither of those what um what you've always praised my handiwork <laughs> well, that's what makes you special. Why do you think I've stuck around for so long? I see I see you see it's it's a little uh, it's the twisting of the knob that that I add that makes it yeah uh, yeah 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 I mean a cosmic and, and experience you know you don't you don't just meet uh, the the average person you know sometimes they uh, they manage to to sneak a little teeth into the blowjob but uh, yeah, you're a master Well, I mean I you know, in my advanced age, I can just take them out now. <laughs> but give um, you a gum job. Yeah, I. probably uh, it's probably really nice, actually. Right. Um, it's it's like a massage for your penis. Right. <laughs> the the thin hair I definitely get like when when you're when you're when you're grabbing that like like a, a head of hair and it's like thin. It's almost like Right. Ugh. right. You know. It also just when you're looking at somebody, it just, like, lays flat on their face and it just, it it just doesn't look like really much of anything. It doesn't add to anything. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, women can do a decent job of, like, um, you I, know, uh, fluffing it up and giving it volume or whatever. A number of them just end up looking like Droopy Dog. <laughs> I've 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 uh, had encounters with women who, um, who have been very successful at hiding their thin hair until till the morning after, and then you start vomiting, and then uh I, yeah I, I I jump out of bed and do like a like a Scooby Doo run in midair right it's um, <laughs> Scooby I I was so eager to contribute I was uh, caught off guard by that, <laughs> <laughs> but uh the the thin upper lip is um, probably the most disgusting trait. Mm. On, on on a human being ever. I actually had a nightmare the other day that I I wo- like woke up and had a thin upper lip. Really. Yeah. Did you uh start? Um, did you make it make it back to sleep, or were you just so perturbed by the possibility? Well, well, so I uh no, I mean like so in the dream I I I had woken up one morning and looked in the mirror and I had a thin upper lip, and then I woke up in real life. And all I could think of was, like, yeah, thank God. I was so relieved. There's nothing better than having, like, a terrible, awful thing happen in a dream. And then you wake up and you're like, oh, my God, it wasn't real. Thank God. Yeah, I, I get that often when I wake up and discover that my body isn't riddled with, you know, black holes that <laughs> abscess into nothing. That you see stuffed bananas into. and Well, you know. Um... I'm looking I'm this? looking up pictures of thin upper lips right now. It's uh They're gross. It is gross. Like nothing nothing makes a person more unattractive than a thin upper lip. Now, the thing is, and I've noticed this, you never can really trust someone who has a thin upper lip. It's like men with uh with one arm. You just can't trust them. <laughs> They're always ripe for um betraying. Or them. uh or midgets who speak backwards. Yes, people who hold burning playing cards. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, what's really getting me, though, is that I'm still on this. I'm sorry. I'm in this Google image search for thin upper lips. It's a lot of like retards with um maybe a less thin or more thin than average upper lip. Like, oh, my God, my upper lip so thin. What do I do about it? And then you go to the next picture, and it's like actually somebody with a non-existent upper lip. It's so thin, <laughs> right, right, right. And uh, it, there's varying degrees of thin upper lips, but you can, you can tell. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like someone, someone has a thing. You can tell. Now, how do you feel about stiff upper lips? I was actually just going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we spend too much time together. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Why have a podcast hosted by two people when they're the same person? <laughs> hey, I, I think I think we disagree enough. Sure, on on things that don't matter, like mm. Star Trek, right. But right. on things that do matter, like topics of conversation, we're just uh, echoing. We're just one kind of, of the... agree with each other. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So uh, what uh, you wanted to talk about a certain Tom Hanks movie? Did, oh, I finished. Week. I finished Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, I am happy to report they got him. They saved him. They saved him. They saved him. They saved Private Ryan. That's good. Yeah. Um, good. I mean, I don't really need to say why Saving Private Ryan is a good movie. I think uh, its reputation speaks for itself. Mm-hmm. did you say you saw it or you didn't see it no i've never seen it i don't i don't really watch tom hanks movies now that's like a subgenre genre unto itself um mm-hmm. they're all just it's like a tom clancy novel book, yeah kinda but with um <laughs> i don't know more talent behind it because tom hanks is a good actor he's a good actor but there's something off-putting about him it i mean he for, to me people always refer to him as an everyman and part of that is looking like a like a wet cardboard box. (laughs) He's a schlub. Right. I don't understand how he ever was like a romantic leading man. Like who wants to, I know that's crazy. Who wants to fantasize about, you know, getting, getting it stuck in by Tom Hanks. Even Seagal is more attractive than him. Yeah. And that's saying something. Seriously. It's a, and it's, 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 it's weird because he's just like, Tom Hanks isn't ugly, but he's so mundane. He's not. I wouldn't say he's attractive. He's not. Yeah, I wouldn't. Say in in, so in in his prime, you know, whatever. I'm not gonna. Obviously, he's like I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah Ninety five yeah. right now. That's not true. But, um, but the point is like, okay, so it's him and Meg Ryan. Meg and Ryan, they were often paired, right? right. And who I I was I guess the uh, the target audience of those movies are men who wanted to have sex with Meg Ryan because they could project on the Tom Hanks. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> But the women are like, oh my god, Tom Hanks. There, there. Yeah, I mean, there are women who are like into Tom Hanks. It Ugh. just goes to show you that women are fucking insane. Well, I mean, to be fair, the the, the what I've long defined as the um, I don't know, distinction between men and women is that men sexually will do anything and anyone, just no matter what it is you could find a man that yeah sure that is game mm-hmm. but with women are traditionally a little more selective so if you were to tell me that um no woman has ever found tom hanks attractive i believe you <laughs> well no i mean it's 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 just <clears throat> men are indiscriminate every man is indiscriminate
0: mm-hmm.
1: for the most part like to a degree and so you, you'll find you'll find people on uh, both ends of the spectrum, where it's like even even the guy with the highest standards will will uh, betray those standards uh, fairly easily. Women yeah. though mm-hmm. they they kind of they kind of set they have their standards set, set in stone, unless they're going through like uh, some kind of relationship drama, and then yeah. they'll cheat with anyone. But um, there's a, there's a wider variety of them, I feel like, you know what I mean? Like every woman's like different in a weird way in terms of like what, what they're looking for. I suppose. Like, like even among women, there's like, there's like women who are like, yeah, I really want to, there's like hot women who are like, yeah, I just want a guy who's like big and fat, you know? I think, I, I think this and, is, and they're, they're few and far between. I was going to say, I think this is a rarity. Whereas it's, it, it's, it's a rarity, but it's, it exists and it's yeah. bizarre. Yeah, but you could go up to the average guy on the street, and he'll be like, "Yeah, I just, I've really been looking for somebody who lost their eye because I really want to stick it in there," or um, <laughs> you know, whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's there's dudes who like they they just love disabled girls. No, but there's every dude. Every dude has some weird thing he'll tell you about. Oh yeah, sure. But no, but I, I think I think I think women are pretty similar. I mean, if if you talk to women about like their weird like, a lot of women have weird fetishes that you're Look, like... Why? Obviously, obviously, we're one race, the human race. You know, we're all people. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I, I generally agree with what you're saying, but I, I, I do think that there's a... Women yeah. women will surprise you in the weird shit they're into, that's all. I've been surprised before, but right. I guess my argument is more one of um, statistics. Numbers. You're trying to red pill me. Oh, to... well, I mean... There's a reason you call it normal, right? Cuz it's a large uh percentage of people, the majority. Uh-huh. And I think that the majority of women are normal whereas the majority of men are just fucking degenerate. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, when when the the primary demographic for uh sending people money for no reason is men. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty degenerate. You could cite thousands of examples of the the primary. Yeah. yeah. It's it's like self evident. Yes. We find these uh truths mm-hmm. to be self evident. i it's my my you know, my word association, that's uh <laughs> Constitution. Constitution. Yeah. It's not even it's not even a joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, uh was not there another movie that you wanted to talk about last week what the fuck did i fucking watch and i i, I, sh- I shut it down i we, was like no we're done um i watched mr rogers which we talked about we talked about um i watched castaway which we talked about i'm i'm going back to to my twitter my personal secret twitter that nobody <laughs> at home will ever learn about forrest gump uh, it wasn't Forrest Gump, but we can talk about that. I did watch... No, I watched that over the previous week, so... Um, the Big Short? It, ha- Maybe. it had to have been The Big Short, but I don't really feel like talking about it. Yeah, yeah, I think it is The Big Short. You don't feel like talking about it. Well, I could, I could talk about The Big Short. It's, it's a large short. Um, just... So, this was alongside Moneyball as that... Abject morons' favorite movies that I referenced a few weeks ago. Well, oh, you didn't like you didn't like The Big Short. No, 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 no. I'm saying what I'm saying is that this when I heard this guy's opinion, like, oh, Moneyball's one of my favorite movies. I'm like, you're a fucking retard. Oh, I see, I see, I see, yeah. And um, The Big Short was also on that list, so I went and I watched both of these. I hadn't seen Moneyball way earlier, but I watched The Big Short, and it was actually a good movie. It was, it was a confident movie. Um, yeah but uh, it's not it's got flaws i think um for one steve carell <laughs> just his existence well i don't i think he could turn in a good performance i don't mind him just yeah you, i don't see red when i see him but mostly cuz he's white but um, <laughs> he's not he's not an engine right <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> but um he has an accent in the film that is just so, so distracting. Really? I don't remember it. He's trying to do like a New York accent. And he's just, he's like you or me trying to do a New York accent. Yeah, sure. You know, it's it's a caricature. It's comical. Mm. And that was bad. The, the movies, have you seen it? Yeah, yeah, I've seen it. Do you remember the two guys that that they have their own story? They're like... Uh, maybe they're fresh out of college and they're young investors. They're like the third prong mm, of this. O- only, only vaguely, because I, I watched it on a plane years ago. Hmm. Well, they would be censored out on the airplane version, but um, <laughs> my, 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 <laughs> my gripe with them is that their story does not add anything to the proceedings. They sure, um, really just reinforce what's going on. There's one minor thing that they add where they cover the press's reaction. At the very end of the mm-hmm. film. But that could have mm-hmm. either been cut or handled by somebody else. And I get... Obviously, it's based on real events. And these are based on real people. But the movie is like two hours? Two and a half hours? It's a long movie. Yeah. And I don't mind the length. It was good enough that it just kind of felt brisk. But I still think you could have cut it down specifically with these guys. They, they weren't as yeah. interesting as uh, the other two um, groups. Which is uh, Christian Bale and steve harrell's group mm-hmm. christian bale very very enjoyable playing a, yeah. an autistic man <laughs> yeah 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 he's he's a great actor uh everything i've heard about him though makes him sound like a real cunt that's, to work that's that's okay yeah yeah that, that's fine i don't really think about that when i watch his movies he's, he's a good actor he should be nice but, to the to the groups. i mean yes you should generally be nice he should be, he shouldn't be so mean <laughs> Just because you say it like that doesn't make it a retarded, state. Uh, Why is yeah, he don't so know. mean? I have nothing. I have nothing really uh, big to say about the Big Short. You have anything short to say? I and mean, I, I, I haven't watched. I only watched it once, and it was years ago. Mm-hmm. So I, I got to actually rewatch it. But uh, are it, you gonna watch uh, the Dick Cheney film? Uh, probably if I can find it. It's not available on Netflix, but I, I am interested in it. Now I will say that continuing on the Big Short, I found its need. To quote, explain things simply to be insulting to the audience. And it did it insist upon itself. It, it come on. <laughs> so what I mean is that it's like okay, we're talking about these um, real estate market concepts, these uh, stock market concepts, and there's no way that anybody in the audience can understand it. So we're gonna cut to a um, extended explanation. Uh, for your little minds to mm-hmm. possibly grasp what the hell is going on. Um, like they had Margot Robbie in a, yeah. uh, bathtub sitting there explaining, uh, what part right, of the right, housing, right. Like like it, house, Like looking directly at the camera. Right. And it's like, how, how, uh, low do you view your audience? And as somebody who views his audience, incredibly low, um, I understand, but make the movie for other people you know have some fucking dignity, yeah maybe but I mean like y- you do have to you do have to kind of reckon with with the truth that most people um, don't even have the faintest idea of uh, what the the any market really works like no and I'm not gonna say that I'm an expert on this either, but you can have an organic explanation perhaps yeah sure, um, sure. N- not something so explicit. For the common man, um, it, 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 you, like don't make it like a food analogy. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> don't don't dress it up with um a, a, an attractive actress naked in a bathtub because there's no way I could be interested in uh, these details as they pertain to the movie. I I just need my monkey brain activated to look at a fucking hot woman. <laughs> It's like that crude uh, image of, of the point going over that guy's head, and he's just staring at it like, oh, naked woman. Right. <laughs> but that's the intention behind it. It's, totally. Yeah, there's, it's, there's, it's like, it's like well, while we explain, while we explain um, condescendingly um, what all of this means, here's, here's a naked woman for all, for all the idiots to, to pay attention to. Right. and just Just, just tune the rest out. <laughs> I'm really curious. I want to meet the idiot that was duped into watching the big short to begin with <laughs> like who's 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 buying the ticket for this if they're that stupid like oh boy yeah. i know i could go watch i could go watch <laughs> batman or tom cruise setting off explosions but i'm really into this two and a half hour drama about houses <laughs> the housing market yeah <laughs> yeah no, i know i i can kind of see your point I don't know but uh you, you gotta you, you gotta you gotta get the... you reach further than the demographic that's uh you know actually involved in the stock market maybe it was the that's... the most boorish um production note of all time. It's like, oh this explanation's great, but can we have a naked woman reading it one hundred percent one hundred percent that's that's totally like that was that was like a a producer decision. Yeah, let's get Margot Robbie. Now I she is a hot woman. I always pronounce her name as Uh, Marget. Marget. uh like like the Elden Ring character. Yes, yes, yes. The fell, the fell, Marget, the fell, <laughs> the fell. Now Christian uh, Bale, you? he was the one that had that. I think it was on a set of Terminator or something. Like he blew up. Yeah, some... he freaked out at like yeah. a light or something. Yeah. Obviously just spurging out, but he yeah. should be nicer. Okay. All right. Listen, mm-hmm. I want to talk about Forrest Gump. Okay. <laughs> um the most I think I I, t- I tweeted this, I don't know, it's just a completely meaningless experience. I I mean I enjoyed the film well enough, but it had nothing. Nothing behind it at all. Um and it's it's funny because obviously the main character is you know retarded so mm-hmm. i really could get into his shoes <laughs> what what do you say to someone who uh who is like oh forrest gump i love that movie you have to watch it i would say that they should rewatch it because there's a high possibility that the first time they watched it was 20 years ago and they were younger and uh not really equally v- as retarded as equally as re- yeah, <laughs> or maybe they rewatch it and like, oh, this is so good <laughs> <laughs> um it a- is it is such a such a trite film, yeah, vapid is yeah. how I would describe it, yeah, sure, and i don't I it's... don't think every every movie needs to have a message, you know, you could write a simplistic movie, but um. The the, f- the film doesn't really have a good story to lean on in in the no. absence of a of a message. Um, no, For- it's, it's 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 really just this like bizarre like feel good movie about a, a retard. At one point, Forrest, um, he's you know recounting his tales and he says, so I got to meet the president again," and I don't know mm-hmm. if the film really grasped how intentionally funny or unintentionally funny that was (laughs) to to just sum up the um the pointlessness of the whole experience Mm -hmm. it's like all right this has fallen ass backwards into multiple presidencies and billions and billions of dollars like i think yeah he's him getting oh. rich is such a plot device he's like oh we invested in this company so now i don't have to think about money no more and right, it's, right right it's like all right i guess whatever Let's let the rest of the film fucking happen <laughs> the, the epitome of a mary sue and basically yeah and the film like i don't know it, it flirts with the idea of having something going on where it's this like cyclical nature of forest's mother dying in bed and then jenny dies in the same bed and she has a son with forest now for young forest sees his mother die and then they oh they're at the same bus stop at the beginning and the bus driver's the same but there's no meaning behind any of it no no, there isn't (laughs) there's no theme there right it's 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 like it's like again a a retard's view of um (laughs) <laughs> of oh, what what a, what a <laughs> movie should the be framing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, uh, I saw that other movie repeat the same scenes over and over again, so <laughs> guess we got to do that here. Now, what despite all this, what gets me is um the backlash the film has received in recent years of its politics people are very against the film's politics in what way in that they say it's um i guess too conservative yeah and i mean it certainly isn't a um a left-leaning film but i don't think the film has enough ideas behind it to to say anything politically no 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 not at all Wait, do you do you know why people are saying that specifically no um but I, I imagine you know the the way it treats things like the vietnam war um it's mm. yeah but i to me i don't think it really has like an idealized view of the vietnam War. no it just has no, a simple it's just, it's just view right. of it. it's just not not showing people be like exploding right i mean one character just loses both of his legs spirals right. into crippling depression until, uh, right. until Forest sure. drags him out of it. I, 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 I imagine it's people's um, criti- critiques are about what's not there, and how it glosses over things right. without exploring them, um, which I but suppose do, <laughs> yeah, which I suppose is the same as my complaint about it being unsubstantial. But um, I would just rather it make any point. Rather than a specific point that agrees with me. Um. Yeah, yeah, sure, yeah, you're right. Any but because at the end of the movie, we're we're left with okay, so Forrest Gump is a special retard. Mm-hmm. He's he's a he's a he's a lucky, um, super powerful <laughs> special retard. He is super powerful. So what is the whole what, running what is, thing? Ridiculous. Yeah, and at that point it kind of, it officially crosses over into the realm of a, of a fairy tale. Mm-hmm. But, again... Yeah, well, it, is, it, is, it is a fairy tale, but it's also, like, right. But it lacks fairy a Fairy tales moral. usually have a... You have, exactly. Like, if, if you're gonna make a film about, like, a, like a, a mentally disabled man, like, give us something to, to fucking chew on. Right. Oh, yeah. jeez. Um, hey, I 100% agree with you. I cannot stand the film. I, oh, I wouldn't say I can't stand it. I, I ultimately enjoyed it, but it's... um. Well, I enjoyed it when I watched it, too, and then I sat back and thought about it, and I got really mad. I I still would say I enjoy it, it's just that I would not say it's a, a particularly great movie. Um, now, you know it was based on a novel, right? Yes, and uh, a and, lot of uh, things were changed. And uh, they, there's a sequel... Yes, Gump and Co. Right. Where, uh, where Lieutenant Dan relapses into alcoholism. Oh. Isn't that, not, isn't that nice? Oh, that's the dark, gritty uh, sequel. If if you go to the Wikipedia page, I think it's Larry King. It says, like, Larry King described it as like the funniest book he ever read. Gump and Co.? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, is Larry King dead yet? I think so, isn't he? Oh, good for him. He, he looked dead for about 50 years. Yeah, he was always some kind of lich. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, jeez. There was something else about that movie. I wanted to... Oh, I did want to praise Tom Hanks. I thought he did a good job. I don't know if that's a radical opinion or not. But, I think... <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> he played a good retard. <laughs> yeah i mean he's he did a, he was a good performance yeah wow. good for him he really earned that oscar but you know i feel like i feel like plenty of people can can play a mentally handicapped person many people just are mentally handicapped people right right it just comes naturally right but um now he did a good job i'm not gonna not gonna take away from him by saying anybody could do it I'm a, I'm a Tom Hanks stan these days. Mm-hmm. I can tell. I'm uh I'm about to watch Captain Phillips. What is his oh name? god? Is that the black guy? I think that might that, that's that's it, right? That probably yeah, Captain something. And um, it's I just Bridge of Spies. Uh <laughs> oh god oh my god, <clears throat> that came out uh when that came out in Japan. In Japan, because uh-huh. it came out in 2015, I genuinely thought that was just like the dumb Japanese name
0: <sighs> for the movie. <sighs>
1: you, you know, you know that kind of like Fast and Furious is called like Sky Chase or something. Um, Wild Speed, Wild. Oh, what the hell is Sky Chase? Is that? I see th- you're thinking there's Sonic Adventure. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's it's no Sky Mission or something. And it's I can't remember what what series it is. Maybe Mission Impossible. Mm-hmm. Um, but something dumb yeah, like that. Yeah, so i thought i thought bridge of spy because because they call it bridge of spy just the one there's obvious well there's no plurals right? that's true yeah yeah, um so i thought that was just the dumb japanese name and then you know I, I go to america and i'm like i see people talking about it and i'm like no that's the real name <laughs> <laughs> oh god I, that's a movie that i um i don't know why it exists like, I can, I can picture the whole movie in my head. There's, like, Tom Hanks in a suit. He's got glasses. He's, like, sitting around, and he's got his sleeves rolled up, and his tie loosened, and he's, maybe he's got a cigarette or a drink, and he's just worried about something, and somebody else is there, and they're like, oh, they're speaking simlish to each other. And um, then uh, he walks on the bridge, and he's got, like, a, a fedora hat and a long coat, and it's, like, these gas lamps, and uh, the bridge is, like... Wet from the rain that just subsided. And Tom Hanks is... He's, he's walking across the bridge. And maybe there's another guy walking... A, 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 the other way across the bridge. And um, they stop. And they look at each other. And then they continue walking. And then Tom Hanks <laughs> does or does not go home to his family. Um, th- th- that's probably the movie. My, my... Mental image of the film... Is a bunch of spies... Mm-hmm. Um, kind of like hold, holding on to the, the next guy's like ankles, <laughs> yeah. um, like 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 monkeys in a barrel,
0: uh-huh. and
1: and creating a bridge from like one one side of of a river to the other, mm-hmm. and then and then the last guy um, gets to walk across the bridge, and and he says, "We truly are the bridge of spies." <laughs> How about this? How about um, <laughs> Spy X Bridge? No, no. <laughs> 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 the X is silent. Uh, spy Bridge. Spy bridge, spy bridge. But there's a lot of movies like that. There's a movie where Tom Hanks plays a um a pilot who has to take a, a plane down into a river because its engines are failing, and there's an investigation oh. into that. And the whole movie is just investigating whether or not he was right to do so, and he was. Um, it's so boring. so it's like all right there's tom hanks once again he's in a suit and uh, maybe a, a white shirt and he's uh sitting in a courtroom and the camera's slowly panning in on him as uh, zooming in on him as uh somebody's testifying against him and it's like oh things aren't looking good for tom hanks <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna say i have a principle of not watching movies where like a uh, a vehicle is is like a like a principal focal point. Okay, but that's the, that's not true because I I watched Titanic. I watched that Denzel Washington movie where he's an alcoholic. That but, has uh, to be the same movie as this Tom Hanks joint. Like obviously it's different because Tom Hanks and Denzel Washington are different people. But, um, well yeah, it's it's essentially the same. But you know you you are that added layer of the guy's an alcoholic and well I think all Tom Hanks stuff. is an alcoholic in this movie really he descends into alcoholism as from the stress of the trial oh no 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 he's it, denzel washington's an, uh an alcoholic from the start that's that's why he you know is barely able to land the plane i see oh and now one doesn't he like praised and he's like dealing with the guilt of uh why did you watch really this remember. movie i honestly i saw it in theaters i don't remember jesus now i saw the venturian yeah, candidate weird. in theaters I've never seen that. I didn't vote for him, but uh but I saw it. <laughs> really cute. Thank you. <laughs> now why why was why do you have to be Manchurian? Um that's just a foreign enough place that it sounds sinister to most Americans. <laughs> oh, oh no, man. Manchuria. Who knows what goes on there? Those Orientals. Such a fetid den of of foreigners. Fetted. fetted. That's such a gross word. Yeah, fetted <laughs> and 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 the worst thing is the uh, the cheese, feta cheese, right? Right, very uh, gross. It, it, speaking of word, no, no, no. I like the cheese, but wait, oh. speaking of word association, uh huh. All I can think of is fetid cheese. Well, fetid cheese is more like a blue cheese or a gouda. <laughs> is, that, yeah. is that funny to you? <laughs> I don't
0: know
1: or more of a bada really feta is delicious though I just don't like cheese. that's crazy, dude, is it yeah, is that really a crazy opinion cheese cheese is what uh what rich people eat when when they're having fancy dinner parties. I thought that was the poor they eat the poor, yeah <laughs> <laughs> from a certain point of view. Right. Now the poor want to eat the rich. Yeah. Yeah. Have you, have you ever heard of this? Eat the rich, they say. Eat the rich, yep. That's no, what they, they say. Eat say the that. rich. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, rich Evans? Mm-hmm. Speaking of word association. <laughs> the the only, like, the rich. Right. The most important rich. Uh, Richie Rich? Richie Rich's... Rich's Christmas wish. Great name for a character. What's what's his defining trait? He's rich. Oh, what's his name? Rich. <laughs> what's his last name? <laughs> rich. <laughs> uh, that's a that's a simpler time back when the uh, the comic book adaptations were Dennis the Menace and Richie Rich, in oh, the film God. industry. Now it's um, uh, the Scarlet Wanda and uh... the Scarlet Letter. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh Lord uh, imagine imagine like a cinematic universe of um, Sunday newspaper comics <laughs> like um what, what is that one Wendy not Wendy it's uh it's like a short Wendy it's like a short girl she's <laughs> very descriptive <laughs> she's got like a bow and a like a helmet haircut no one reads this Could you look if I said it you'd be like oh I know what that is hold on hold on hold on hold on. I am looking this up. Time time for our dozenth discussion about <laughs> newspaper comics. <laughs> um, Sunday Comics girl character. Surely this will turn up what I'm looking for. Um, why does it suggest anime to me? There's nothing anime about Sunday because, comics. Because it probably could have shown in Sunday. You think so? I found it. Nancy. Nancy. You know Nancy? Nancy. Sunday Comics. Nancy. Nancy. Oh yeah, I guess I do know this. Yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck Shut up. up. Um. So you got Nancy. You got Dennis the Menace. Um. Dilbert. Dilbert. Then uh, they make the Boondocks movie, and there's a lot of backlash. <laughs> Dune. You know, I, I, my um, I was talking to somebody the other day, just. Out in the real world, and um, they mentioned the movie Dune, and I just muttered Dunesbury under my breath, and just knew I had to go see a psychiatrist. (laughs) Who are you talking to about Dune? I don't know, some guy. (laughs) Uh, Dune v Dunesbury. I imagine he was talking about the new Dune. Ah with a right. M.U. yeah new dune you... not not the uh, not the david lynch dune uh which one which one do we like i like i, I mean i don't hate either of them now i know you're a david lynch stan i i am i thought th- i mean the new one's a lot more um it, it's it's a lot visually safer but it's it actually you know follows the book pretty well it's a good movie. I feel ya. I feel you. You hate sci-fi, huh? Uh, very, very much so. I just have trouble. I mean, I have a limited mind. If I can't fathom it in my world, I'm not interested. Right. That's why, That's why I really... Weird. I turned off Toy Story in my Tom Hanks-a-thon. I just couldn't imagine such a thing. <laughs> You know how it is. You know, you have to watch Toy Story 4 now. I've seen Toy Story 4 in theaters. You really? Oof. In Japanese theaters. That's what you get for going on <laughs> dates. It was, um, at that point that I learned I could eat an entire tub of Japanese popcorn. Oh. Like, I... I I'll, I'm i just gonna say it. I'm selfish. I will eat an entire tub of popcorn, no matter who I'm with. Oh, yeah, sure. I'm not going to hold back. Well, it's 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 made to keep you eating. Right. Once you pop, the fun don't stop. So it's written on them. It don't. Yeah. Yeah. They think it do, but it don't. <laughs> they think that fun stop, but it don't. They don't. <laughs> I just don't get popcorn anymore. Yeah. To, uh, yeah? It's not worth the calories? Well, it's not, no. Well, what is these days? True, but a popcorn especially. It's you're just eating butter. And then you, well, you, you finish it and you're butter like, did mine? I do that? Ew. What? What are you, a fifty year old woman? Yeah, kinda. <laughs> Look, there's I'm watching my calories, honey. You're watching your calories. Don't yeah, tell me. But I, I I know I know when to when to stop, you know, trying to to, to twist a, a food stuff into something it's not. Does this happen often? That you begin to try twisting a food stuff into something that's not so you know when to stop? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, and, and, and not putting butter on popcorn is, is the point where it's like, why even bother? This is like when you stopped making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches out of bagels. I'm not twisting this food stuff. Yeah. 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 I'm not. Well, some of us have a little more, um, little more respect for the game than you do. Okay, I I would say I have much more respect. Yeah, you think so? You, you know, you 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 can call yourself a, uh, fucking entrepreneur. I do. But, but I, I re- do have the podcast. Yeah. Right, and the Patreon. And the Patreon. Right, and the and the the coffee. Mm. Mm. And the uh prostitution ring right right uh all those children anyway um <laughs> this week's question of the week comes from one john w pepper who asks admirals thank you for doing the show uh, i was curious what is your opinion on the roe versus wade situation i'm a little shook these days but thank you for continuing to put out the show uh this is some current events i don't know if you're privy to this but i had to do some research to uh, answer yeah. John's question here. So, apparently, Roe was um, the, the pseudonym of an aging woman, whereas, uh, you know, Wade was a man. And I think that in the one-on-one, Wade would have the advantage. He certainly had the reach. So I think that if they were to get into the ring together, right. Wade would come out on top. Do you think this is a... uh? controversial opinion um well you know it didn't used to be okay right Mm -hmm. but um i think i think a lot of people are kind of viewing it through the lens of you know the the current trans um okay uh, you might call it a crusade right where Mm -hmm. um roe could you know just as easily be a, a a trans man well, right. if you if you think Roe being a trans man has any effect on their ability in a fist fight, then I'm not going to do the show with somebody like that. Yeah, well, you know, uh, I I think I think mostly it's um the issue is that, you know, if if Roe were a trans man. Okay. 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 And Well, Roe Ro, as a trans man. Uh, is Roe a trans man or a trans woman? Well, trans man, right? Okay. Or was she was it a trans woman? Well, Roe was a woman. Roe was a woman. Right. A um, so okay, so so She yeah, was so assigned she was a, female at birth. She was assigned female at birth? Yes. So so then she would be a trans man. Okay, okay, you're right. She transitioned into a man? Yeah, okay. So if she right. were a trans man, were she a trans man? Well that's see that's the thing. And 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 if that were the case and Um, You know, you know, despite all this, Wade would still, you know, pound her to the ground. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I think the issue people are having with this is that flip that flip that around. okay? okay. let's say Wade is a trans woman or Roe is a trans woman and Wade is a woman. Right. And um, basically what you're saying is that uh, a trans woman is stronger than a woman. Well, I don't believe that, really. I mean, it's 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 transphobic. Well, look at the science, seriously. There's you know, and 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 you know, I would. I would um, cite some papers right uh-huh. now, uh-huh. but uh, I don't. I don't think. And and you you can tell me if you you agree with me or not. I don't think um, we need to do the emotional labor to, to teach our audience. I don't think I don't think we're obligated to to, to teach anyone. No, but I'll I think do they, it they, if they need to me. learn. They need to learn and do better. Yes, yeah. Um send me send me a a, a PayPal and uh, I'll 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 teach you about queerness. I always considered you in my life the uh, foremost authority on queerness. Yeah? That's funny cuz I always thought you were. <laughs> really? I guess yeah. we're just two peas in a pod. <laughs> you're uh you're, you're 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 a real queer. Thank you. Yeah, yeah well, Clear as folk. Ooh, well, yeah. Uh, I think I watched that I, once. I, I can't be the only one who's put off by by the the strange acceptance of the word queer nowadays, <laughs> no, right? The, the, we retook it. We, we reclaimed it. I don't. I really don't agree with that. Well, you're just part of the old guard, bunch of dinosaurs. Okay. Yeah, I'm a dinosaur. What kind of dinosaur would you be? <laughs> Definitely a Stegosaurus. I was going to say. Uh, I, I would probably... Oh, God. I would probably be a... Not a raptor, but the bigger one. A T-Rex? <laughs> you know there's more than, like, four dinosaurs, right? <laughs> what? No, no, raptors are actually, like, the size of chickens. Okay. But there's there's a bigger one... A Velociraptor from Jurassic Oh no, no. <laughs> the, the the Velociraptors from Jurassic Park were actually based on a dinosaur that is not the Velociraptor. I see, but they were called Velociraptors. In Jurassic Park. Uh. But in real life they're not. Well, in real life they're dead. You can call them whatever you want. <laughs> I think a Brontosaurus <laughs> is another good one, just you know, stay above all the petty arguing. <laughs> I I just I, I wouldn't want to be a a, a dinosaur that gets a shit kicked in by, like a T-Rex, you know. So that'd be like a Triceratops. Yeah. Yeah, I buy. That. Who are cool, by the way? They the are. Stegosauruses cool. are they're awesome too. Mm. But do you know um, that um, you know? You're gonna hate this, by the way. There's an official name for the little spikes at the end of a Stegosaurus's tail. Oh god, okay, what is it? I have to look this up, but but it exists and none... <laughs> Why am I gonna hate it? Oh, I'll tell you why you're gonna hate it. Um it's called a Thagomizer. Thagomizer? Yes. Like T T H A G O M I Z E R. Not like it's it's not that they don't spend a lot of their money. It's um
0: <laughs>
1: it's from a far side comic. Oh god. Where one caveman is teaching the other caveman men about the Thagomizer. He says, "Oh, this is right. he's he's like a projection on a screen he's pointing. This is the Thagomizer named after the the late Thag or whatever. Oh my god. Yeah. But that's been adopted as the official name. Sounds sounds like a like a the name of a weapon for a game that was made in like the Doom engine or something. <laughs> Yeah, it does, doesn't it? Like, at least it's like it's like some kind of alien, like, uh, staff or something, right? Just like spikes dis- at the end, disintegrates people. Maybe oh, don't thagomize right. me. <laughs> no, don't put me in the thagamizer. <laughs> I don't want to be thagamized. <laughs> uh, great stuff. So yeah, so so Wade wins, right? Yeah, definitely in the in the in the heads up in the arena. Yeah. Yeah, Wade's got it. Wade's, yeah, it's not even a question. So I don't know why people are really talking we about it. We need our best power scalers on the job here to uh, <laughs> officially sort this one out. Then maybe Twitter can finally calm down. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay, guys. I scaled it. <laughs> I heard, I saw somebody referred to as, like, a respected power scaler. Or something equally ridiculous, and uh, a respected power scaler. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like uh, that was their... In, in, in their Twitter bio. Well, somebody, oh, <sighs> somebody referred to someone else. Yeah, yeah, ah. which is hilarious, right? <laughs> Anybody gives a shit about any of this, right? Right. Well, I mean, it's it's the internet, you know. Oh man, Deku four one five said that Superman totally couldn't beat Goku. I guess that's that's just how it is, right <laughs> it's so stupid uh yeah, I, don't, I I'm preaching to the choir, guy who spends I mean, all his time just bashing action figures into each other, yeah right 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 and I mean and 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 why do that on the internet when you could do it in real life exactly exactly um i i I honestly wish <laughs> okay. I got something been... for you after this, by the way. Oh, okay, no, go ahead. Go <laughs> no, ahead. you go. You go. Well, I was just gonna say that it's it's really tragic that as as a child, um, you're so poor, mm-hmm. you know, by virtue of making no money, but you love um bashing action figures together, and then as an adult, you can buy as many as you want. And you don't care anymore. It's a tragedy of the commons. Really? I, we mm, mm-hmm. we've we've made this joke so, somewhere before. <gasps> you really? You think? <laughs> well anyway check this out um i got an idea for a movie for you okay um uh, deranged serial killer whose only hobby is power scaling that kidnaps people and dresses them up in character cosplay and makes them fight it out to to really (laughs) discover who would win you're really happy about this (laughs) that's pretty good (laughs) it's not bad it's not really power scaling though is it no but i mean it's like uh he's solving the uh he's he's so crazy that he thinks it is well he's solving the ones that he couldn't reach a consensus on oh okay okay it's like who really would win spider-man or the flash and it's just like two bloodied people waking up dressed as spider-man and the flash just like (laughs) let us go what are you doing and it's like only one can leave. <laughs> right, so one of them does get to survive. Right, right, all right. And maybe there's like a like a saw blade on the floor, I don't know. It's just saw I'm making saw again. Making... Now, <laughs> now the thing is though, they would have to um he would he would want them to use their respective powers.
0: Right, right. right.
1: If they don't if they don't, he gets mad. And uh, so the flash is like roller skates tied to his feet. <laughs> <laughs> There's a you bunch of ropes like, hanging around for Spider-Man to with, use. With uh, the roller skates with like jets on them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh if if they don't use their powers uh to their utmost ability then they both die. Yes, yes, you must you must use your powers otherwise it's not a fair fight. Then uh, the movie ends with him beckoning some guy dressed as Goku to to go Super Saiyan. He's like, "I don't know what you mean." <laughs> he's got like a like a Nickelodeon goo uh contraption in the ceiling that like he just pours on the guy to make his hair blonde <laughs> the power scaler <laughs> not bad not bad. I'm getting into it mm. there's a uh, plenty of good uh, good ideas out there anyway um star trek next generation well you gotta you gotta plug the um well, first, first Oh, all, yes, to yes, plug. yes. I forgot uh, we were concluding our question of the week. segment. Somehow I got distracted. Um, but if you're like John Pepper, J.W. Pepper, and you want us to answer your question on the question of the week segment, send an email to the ready room at gmail.com. It's with a capital T and two capital R's or tweet at the ready room. Send us a DM, slide into our DMs, and we'll answer your question on our question of the week. Or you could even leave a YouTube comment. All right we are we are gonna break here and be back. Oh we're the... breaking Of course we're breaking we break every week now. Well you've broken me more than once a week <laughs> All right we'll be back And we're back fresh off the boat to talk about Star Trek the next generation yep back from the uh, back from the old Chinese restaurant back from the dead That's the name of the restaurant. Back from the future? We have to go back from the future. Now that's that's going to be the name of, of the, the reboot. Back from the future? Back from the future. It's just a present day thing. Mm-hmm. That's a it's good gonna m- save cost. That's a good movie to make. Just a time traveler from the future appears in our time and it's just baffled by how different everything is but we have no context for how it's different <laughs> he like um, he, he sits down at somebody's table is like w- what are these things oh that's a coaster sir you ah oh, you still use coasters in this time and everyone's <laughs> scratching their head this feels this feels almost trek adjacent <laughs> <laughs> why because it's poorly written <laughs> He orders a hamburger and it's real meat. (laughs) Starts vomiting. (laughs) Have you seen Back to? You've seen Back to the Future. I've seen all three. Have you seen Gremlins? No. Oh, I don't know. Pop quiz: What's the best Back to the Future movie? First one. Yeah. What's second best? Second one. Wrong. Okay. Please. Yeah, it's. The Granted, sa- I never, I never watched the third one. The second movie is just too many beats from the first one repeated. It's like uh, the the Force Awakens of of the Back to the Future series. The Force should have stayed asleep. Now that's that's a review. That's my Rotten Tomatoes blurb. <laughs> I guess the four should have stayed asleep. Rotten. <laughs> There's no way that's not already a thing. It's, a, it's an it's an Arm and White quote, maybe. Yeah, right, right. Considering everyone loved that movie for it's some reason, it's an Armand Hammer quote. Mm. An Army Hammer quote. <laughs> oh boy. You know he goes by Army because because. His name sounds like Armin Hammer. His name's Armin White. Well, no, 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 no. I'm talking about Army Hammer. Who? Army Hammer. He was. He was the the dude who like it was. I think. I guess it was a couple years ago now. He got accused of like uh, talking to women about how he like wanted to eat them or something. He got accused of talking about it. Yeah, I think he did. I think he like raped a chick too or something. I, I can't remember. I mean, or... He had like cannibal fetishes. Hmm. I mean, I th- he might have raped and killed a chick. Well, one of those is worse than the other. And the, a- the answer might surprise you. <laughs> Which one is worse? Oh, that's for another podcast. I'm Googling this now. <laughs> the Fall of Army Hammer. A family saga of sex, money, and betrayal. The title is loaded. Alright. But, okay... I, I, just, I just want to say, his parents literally named him Armand Hammer. Was was that around at the time? Yeah, he was born in 86. Huh. Was that around at the time? <laughs> Armand <laughs> Hammer is like a hundred-year-old company. It's an American institution. Armand Hammer. <laughs> That's so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, Lord. I, that's the kind of name I would choose for a kid. Yeah, I know. He's a good-looking dude, though. Yeah, but it's a circle back around to the beginning of the podcast. Just the men and their degeneracies. Mm-hmm. Everyone's got something. That's true. Uh, what's yours? Oh well, you know. So today, uh, sodomy, so- sodomy, Kimori. <laughs> Sounds like a Star Wars alien. <laughs> two two um, neighboring but feuding planets. Sodomi and Gomori Oh <laughs> uh, lord. Uh, family. It's family a, It's an episode about family. So we called it family. It's about family. <laughs> it's about family. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, we got. Um, what do we got? We got Ron Moore writing, mm-hmm. always a nice thing. Les Landau returns to direct. We have um, a, a a plethora of guest stars who, most of most of whom have prolific acting careers by this point. Mm. Um, well, only the best. And I do want to mention Samantha Egger who. She's a little old at this point, but she is hot as hell. And she was hot as hell. Like she, she, she looked like a Bond girl back, way back in like her twenties. Is that your standard for attractive women? Well, now, now that now that I'm watching Bond, go on. Yes. Okay. Now that you're watching Bond, is the only thing you can I, think about twenty four seven. I thought I thought the yes was uh, implied. Um. I mean, come on, she's beautiful, yes yeah, she eh, not eh. not like breathtakingly so hey, for, for for an older woman, she's like in her fifties or sixties here. I retained my breath, all right, but I suppose she looks younger than she is. she looks younger yeah. than she yeah. was, and i guess I guess my entire point is, um she was really hot, like <laughs> stunningly hot. Based on her being attractive now in her fifties, she must have been stunningly hot in her twenties. No, no, no. She was like, okay. like she, she's, she's been acting for like her whole life. So it's not the she case... was, She was in like every show that mattered. It's not the case of some vampiric ritual you're saying. It's not, not, no. I see. Um, and I, I do, I do want to note that. Um, I, I want to go over a a couple of these actors crossovers over the years. Okay. Um, tangled so whip. you have Jeremy Kemp who plays Picard's brother, Robert, um, Samantha Egger who plays his wife and, um, Georgia Brown who plays Worf's, uh, quote mother. Right. Um, and they, they were all in the film adaptation of, uh, 7% solution, 1976 film, which is based on a, a book, a Sherlock Holmes book, obviously not written by, uh, Doyle himself. Uh, but but they, they they all crossed over there and then Samantha Egger and um, Theodore I I don't know how to pronounce his name Roosevelt uh, no 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 uh I when he was on set I used to just call him hey like hey Theo and he would just kind of like grunt and roll his eyes uh. I I think it's Theodore Bickel Bickel uh the guy who plays Worf's father oh Bickel so so is is it Bickel it's Bickel like like the like the the the, 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 the semen that you drink, yeah, that's yeah. that splurts all over you. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so so him him and uh, uh, Picard's brother's wife were actually in an episode of Columbo together. Really, yeah, interesting. Yeah. So there's, there is there is there is quite a web going on here. A lot of these actors um, have known each other for for quite some time by this point. Six degrees and... of uh, Celsius. I do, yeah. You saved it. <laughs> I, I, I just, I just wanted to mention that, like, they're all pretty damn good for 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 guest characters. Yeah, they um, it they really had a chance to be very hokey, especially with the accents on Worf's parents. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm pretty sure that's that, like, his father. That's his actual accent. Okay. Well, that must be yeah. why it sounds so natural. Right. But especially within the Picard story, um, everybody involved, perhaps minus one, uh, he delivers a, a great performance. Uh, who is the minus one? Well, you know. Our special little guy. Oh, right. <laughs> right, right, right. I, forgot, I don't really like count him as an actor. <laughs> I wouldn't call what he did acting. Definitely not. Um, but, uh, yeah, what what'd you, what'd you think of this episode? That's a good question. Um... I don't know why oh, I'm not is, prepared to an really answer. That, is that involved? <laughs> well, it's. I. I guess I liked it. Wow, you're that you're that conflicted, huh? Yeah, I am. I mean, I didn't. I I found the wharf stuff, for example, to be, um, more pleasant than anything else. More pleasant than actively good. Um. Oh, yeah, sure. And the Picard stuff was good. I mean, that was the obviously the best, most compelling part of the episode, but it, aside from Picard's storyline, everything else didn't really have a great direction to it. Um, yeah. For example, Wesley is described as already having come to terms with his father's death. Mm-hmm. And then he sees his father's message to him and nothing really comes from that because like well, that, as that, described that, he's already come to terms uh, with it that bit was actually pulled from like a completely different script mm. like like it was it was a script that had that had like that that scene in it and that scene was just plucked from that script so i imagine that the episode that that was to become would have been a lot more involved with this kind of thing I I think, I think the issue is that there is supposed to be, um, initially the B plot, you know, the A plots Picard dealing with his trauma Mm -hmm. and it, it, it it took a lot of effort to get this episode made. I think just because for so long, Star Trek has not been serialized. And here we are having three episodes that, you know, you need context for each one. Mm. Um, so the B plot was initially going to be some kind of like sci-fi thing, like much more like, you know, hard sci-fi type thing. And <clears throat> we realized that um or the writers realized that it just wasn't going to work. Just like the, the the content of like the A plot being Picard just kind of like hanging around on Earth and dealing with his trauma and then like some weird like uh high intensity sci-fi plot just don't work together. No. So I think I think all of the content. Well, I, obviously, all of the content besides Picard was kind of cobbled together, to to try to to try to make some kind of theme work. It, it certainly feels like it, and the yeah. theme is so um, obvious that they just title the episode "Family." Family. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, it's not even really, and obviously you know this. That's not even really the theme of the episode either. Mm. It's just kind of it's it was, it's what they. It's an effort to to make a coherent episode out of disparate stories that right. that really don't connect to each other at all. Only superficially do they relate yes. um, do because they have to do with family, event. right? <laughs> very yeah. very ham fisted. I mean, to the sure. point where, as you said, taking scenes from other episodes just to fill in time. Um, it, it has the sense of not of being a half-baked idea Mm -hmm. with this episode definitely Um, if i wish they had the courage to have 40 minutes of picard in france yeah i know and and it's not that episodes haven't done that before just not had a b-plot right but i guess you know it would have ended up being kind of claustrophobic i think yeah i don't think so more scenes in the vineyard yeah, just just hanging around in, in the, the grape vineyard. Yeah, plucking grapes. Uh, Picard um, has to—he's forgotten his muscle memory of how to, you know, cut the grapes off the vine, and um, he's got to relearn that while teaching it to his <laughs> to his uncle nephew.
0: <laughs> his
1: uncle. <laughs> There's I, a, I a scene of them didn't... stomping the grapes, and uh, <laughs> Picard takes a comical fall and he, he's, he's screaming
0: <laughs> and
1: it gets posted to the the uh, the star trek equivalent of youtube and he's he's very embarrassed <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh
1: no star trek's a, a utopian future that means there's no youtube there's no social media at all right Uh, thankfully how do you feel about the um logistics of uh how do i even describe this of french dying out french accents dying out but not english accents those have proliferated into france yeah i i think about this often do you i do uh when it comes to Picard's character of course not not like i don't i'm not like <laughs> not afraid of nothing <laughs> yeah, I don't wake up and i'm like oh well, i can't wait for french to die out can't wait for the english to invade france yeah it's weird um it's obviously a complete oversight and i don't think they i don't know if this was ever like retconned in some way where they explained how the English, like, invaded France or something. It's... Maybe it was during those race riots. I think it's a cultural invasion. I Yeah, I guess it might be. Maybe there's, like, a second Beatles. <laughs> this is the part of Trek that nobody ever writes about. <laughs> it is annoying. Because, I mean, Picard could have easily just been British. Right. They they could have just been like okay the French thing's out let's just make him British. I think you know? they they had the name first, Jean Luc. They did yeah they 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 definitely did. And everything um, else was secondary. The name is good, but it's it's not really worth introducing all of these questions. Begging the question if you will. They beg a lot of questions. There's a lot yeah, of question beg. begging. Oh they beg. They big. They big. They big. Oh, baby. <laughs> when they big... <laughs> uh, I, uh... Yeah? I really like the Warf stuff, to be honest. Um, I enjoyed it. Like, I described it as pleasant, but it was very, very far from compelling television. Oh, I thought it was... I mean, it was cute, though. Like, so... Michael in... Dorn is cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he is. When, when, when he a... smiles, when his parents... Like, he's all, like, worried, whatever. Right, right. And then they beam in and he's actually happy to see them. Very cute. Right, right. Yeah. Um, but the really compelling thing about, about Star Trek, as, as we come to find... Uh, and, and as the producers came to find while working on this, is that uh, is the, the compelling thing is the characters, really, uh, to a degree. That's like that's like half of what makes Star Trek compelling. You'd like to see how they react to things and stuff, and we you know we know Worf is an orphan. Worf. So we know he You know he was raised by humans. Mm. So it's it's nice to see that come back around, and you know we get to see, um, or at least hear about you know Worf's early life and see how he interacts with the people who raised them and stuff, and it's nice. It, you know it's it's not exactly um. You're right, it's not necessarily compelling mm. and it's it's not even I wouldn't even call it like a character moment <laughs> it is it is to a degree sort of pointless, but it's it's a nice little bit of uh extra insight into the character's life, which is nice it certainly hasn't been touched upon before, so it's nice, and this stuff gets reexamined later uh or if Brother introduced much later on um I mean I agree. It's it has merit. It's just uh, I hesitate to use the word interesting. Maybe compelling. It's just not compelling. It's fine, right? Yeah. Makes your but heart- like it's makes your heart beat. <laughs> yeah, usually um usually I'm dead. <laughs> Until you hear <laughs> mention of Worf. When I when I see Michael Dorn smile <laughs> Starts beating again for a couple minutes. I so so I I keep uh, framed pictures of Michael Doran smiling as Wharf, of course, smiling, uh, hung up on my wall, so I can look at them whenever I die, whenever I become an undead, and <laughs> I become a Dracula. Oh <laughs> uh, Lord! Um, but glad, very glad that they chose to explore Worf's parentage rather than uh. I don't know another another Troy story. Yeah, I mean, thankfully, uh, Major was uh, was on vacation during the entire production of this episode. So, do you, do you think that was an accident? Do you think that those those cruise tickets came from nowhere? <laughs> <laughs> now, this is a conspiracy theory, and we've been through this, but uh, it, it may be true. I'm just it, it saying, be conspiracy fact. There's often a lot going on behind the scenes, a, a dark right. hand sinisterly moving the pieces from beyond the curtain. there was always talk of um, you know in, in the production crew a secret task force of anti magil uh, agents running interference right which is supremely necessary especially in those days now those guys got laid off and by the time DS9 came around those results speak for themselves um, mm. one day she'll be dead will be dead. Maybe she's already dead. She's no, she's alive. I think. Oh fuck. She can just she's liable to show up anywhere. You know, you're, you're watching just an <laughs> an unrelated movie or TV show. Ah, it's Majel. No, no. <laughs> Get I don't, out. I, we've talked about this, but I don't. I don't dislike. I don't dislike Majel. I don't dislike the character. What? But she does end up in some horrible scripts. Oh, she's awful. I mean, no. it. what, I guess, if they could she use... She needs to be used more sparingly. Yes, if they could use this character in moderation, there'd be no problem with her, but she shows up exclusively in episodes in which, in which she is the prime focus. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. If she was just kind of around sometimes, that would be fine. Like Guinan. Like like a Guinan, yeah. Yeah. But Guinan's a great character, so it's like... <laughs> I kind of want the opposite, you know? <laughs> it's, not, it's not really like Guinan, but yeah. But the the, the timeshare of Guinan. Yeah, sure, sure. I think it's finally time to uh, discuss the events of this episode in the order in which they happened. Ah, ah. Oh, yeah, it is that time. You're right. Um, I I think the most, not the best part of the episode, but one of the best parts of the episode occurs right towards the beginning. I really enjoyed the conversation of Troy and Picard alluding to his uh, ongoing recovery. You did. My only note was that Marina is a really bad actress. Yeah, but you have that note every week. <laughs> Rightfully it's, it's so. It's definitely a it's definitely a different conversation than we've seen before between these two. Yes. Right. And it's it is a case of Troy actually doing a job, which is in and of, in and of itself rare. Impressive. Yeah. Yeah. But I found it to be pretty realistic in a lot of ways um, of the card dealing with trauma, and uh, yeah, everything that really comes along with that how recovery right. isn't uh so cut and dry. Yeah. And I, I mean it's it's really a testament to um to Michael Pillar really who you kind of uh pushed for this episode to even be made. Huh. Because I don't I can't see a season four uh after, after that um after the best of both worlds without having this episode where like, we, we do explore that trauma. Right. It's, you know, Imagine, imagine they just go back like best of both worlds ends next episode. They're all fighting Romulans or whatever. And, uh, right. right. Picard just has no, suffered no effects negative. Otherwise. Well, that's, that's, that's what Jean wanted to do. Right. Um, I, I was, I was actually, I was on memory alpha as I want to do to, to find your, your trivia question. Mm. And uh I found this quote that, that that uh Michael um uh said to Rick. Uh he said he said, How can you have a guy who's basically been raped be fine next week? <laughs> <laughs> so Michael, Michael Dorn said that? No, 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 no. Michael Piller. Oh I see, I see, Piller's yes, that. yes, 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 yes. Um but <laughs> Dorn That would be something. But it's absolutely right. Um, yeah. We, we watch these shows for the characters. Um, sure, sci-fi stories are fine. But without the, the characters being so endearing, without us caring about them as much as we do, none of it works. Which S- which you can see very well in Voyager, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I just w- wake up in the middle of the night with uh, flashes of... Harry Kim and Tom Paris in my head and just starts screaming. <laughs> Neelix, oh god, Neelix. <laughs> ne- um, so his uh, his his aphrodisiac sinners. <laughs> the best forgotten script of all time. <laughs> um, so with these uh with these characters, we want to see them recover. We're invested in their um their health, their well-being. <laughs> what? I don't know, the way you phrased that. <laughs> Am I wrong? We want to see their arc, for sure. Right. Play out. Sure, if you want to use, you know, fancy story terms. <laughs> I won't stop you. <laughs> you was a city boy, huh? <laughs> Know what we do to Cinnamores around here. Get your ass over here, boy. And we get to see that for probably the first time ever in Star Trek. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's really nice. You're right. Um Choice is interesting about six times. The choice is being a bitch, really. She's yeah, she is kind of being a con. Interesting. 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 Hmm. She she doesn't even she she has, like, no emotion behind it. She's just, like, interesting. Right. Right. And, uh... Why would you ever say that to us? Like, ugh. It, it's somebody who, um, presumably, has never, never, be, never talked to a therapist in any capacity, and just using their image right. of one. Right, right, right. It's like she's egging him on. Right. <laughs> she just wants to get hit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <it's, it's>, Car just <laughs> slaps her across the... I said shut up <laughs> That's another one for the open AI. Yeah, yeah I work out all of my uh, violent tendencies through the open AI. <laughs> my uh my erotic uh fan fiction between Crusher and myself really got me going. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> I I tried to write you something, but uh it it ended up with some interesting gender choices. <laughs> i hate it when it does that you know, you, you're you all ready you're kind of going at it full speed and you get to the, the word him or his <laughs> wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> this isn't right none of this is right yeah yeah it's a damn shame um yes so so picard's saying he's going down to, going france. to france back to his hometown one's own village <laughs> Did you write that down? Yeah, I mean, it's very evocative phrasing that stuck with me. I suppose. Tell me that um, <laughs> Picard referring to his hometown as a village isn't quaint in the, uh, what is it, the 24th century? I guess. That all I villages guess. haven't been eradicated by the ever-growing expansion of big business? Right, it, it literally just, it looks like... Exactly like it's it's looked for three hundred years, right? Which was kind of annoying to me, but whatever. It's very idealized. Yeah, it's it's very convenient. Right, mm. <laughs> right. Um, but before he goes down, I think we we cut to Riker and Worf in the the meeting room. Yes, Riker's only appearance in the episode. Yeah, yeah. They're talking about some sci-fi mumbo jumbo or whatever. Right. We have to realign those pylons. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. And uh Worf learns that his his adoptive parents are coming aboard. Which he was not made aware of prior to this. Right. And and he and Riker like this conversation gets like heated really easily, like really quickly for some reason. Yeah, it almost Riker starts exerting his authority. Yeah, it's weird. Very strange. Uh, um, I mean, I guess it's par for the course. But... I suppose. Unnecessary. I'm, I wasn't a fan. No. And it's especially with um how... I don't know, enjoyable Worf ultimately is. You know, he really likes his parents being there. Uh, yeah. He loves them. So why why did this have to become so aggressive on both sides? I don't know. Aggression on both sides. Both sides. I don't mean to both sides the Warf Riker debacle, but Is this something that people on Twitter say? Yeah. This is um you know, where it's like uh two sides of a political issue It's like, Oh, you know, both sides are being ridiculous and mm-hmm. people say that it's uh
0: both you're sides. Both sides it. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, you know, if you're a centrist, you're literally Hitler. Well, that's true. Have you ever been to the R, enlightened centrism? No, is that making fun of centrists or supporting them? Uh, it's making fun of him. Okay. The idea being that um, you, the only way somebody could possibly have a centrist opinion is if they, uh, A, are stupid, and B, also have a holier-than-thou attitude towards anybody who believes <laughs> in something.
0: Well, pol- to a degree, a lot of...
1: A fair amount of people hold centrist opinions because they are ignorant. But I, I I buy that. If we're talking about American politics, which usually we are, because no one can ever shut the fuck up about American politics, um, the the Democratic Party and the Republican Party are basically the same thing. So. Well, there you go. That I I could screenshot your words right now and go post it on Enlightened Centrism, <laughs> and then somebody would post uh, the comic where it's like um it's two it's two people talking and one of them says i just want uh i just want the right to live and someone else says i want to kill all brown people and then somebody yeah, else yeah, saying yeah, these yeah, are literally yeah. the same thing <laughs> yep yep <laughs> i mean in reality the political parties themselves are the the, the centrists Whoa. you're the centrist
0: <laughs> no use <laughs> centri-
1: I think Picard's uh, a centrist Picard is a centrist he's a dirty centrist fucking centrist so yeah Picard goes down to the planet mm-hmm. otherwise known <laughs> as Earth <laughs> 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 you know when he spent all this time up in space it is just a planet really that's true it was has spinning blue marble <laughs> It's kind of odd when you think about it how much time they really do spend in space like they're never like they barely ever have any uh any time spent like docked somewhere Yeah they like were, planet. They, they all have their space legs They yeah they space space legs <laughs> yeah. They basically just live in space like almost the entire year like astronauts Kind of quaint, isn't it, to refer to the crew of uh, as the astronauts. Enterprise as, as astronauts, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, astronauts, astronaut aesthetic is disgusting to me. How so? All well, those big fat, like, diaper suits. I don't know, I think you, the, I mean? you ever see the, um, this is a really oblique reference, you ever see the um, the award for the MTV Music Awards? Yeah. It's like an astronaut. Mm-hmm. i mean i like those kind of stylized astronauts where they're just kind of yeah, like maybe i suppose yeah there, there is something there but we really need to focus on making our astronauts look cooler we got we got Elon musk on the uh on the job yeah, give them like master chief armor yeah give them like flames on the side of their suits <laughs> Guy Fieri suits. Nah, it's like light them, light them on, light them on the fire, literal light flames. Them fire, <laughs> light them on fire and throw them into space. Yeah. As as they reach the uh, oxygen poor atmosphere, the fire will burn out. That's true. Yeah. That's true. So it's just That's for the most fun. bitchin' launch of all time. <laughs> that and the Challenger. <laughs> How can anything really compete? Nothing can challenge it nothing can um yeah so picard's walking to uh his 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 old family home and, and he's besieged uh, by highwaymen
0: he's besieged.
1: <laughs> the most awkward scene of all time yes um, I, yes we, i don't we we, we meet renee Rene picard uh his brother's um his brother's son um played by david who was i, I think genuinely mentally disabled hmm. um I remember Les telling Patrick, like by the dozenth time, um, David had mixed up the words nephew and uncle, uh, he just told him, like just, you know, just roll with it and improvise, because it, it was, it was, it was like bashing your head against a wall trying to get this kid to remember any lines. Do you think that's why Patrick seems so tired and disinterested in that scene? Oh, one hundred percent. I mean, he's disinterested in like every scene with this kid. Because it took forever to get anything out of him. Who would be interested in this kid, other than like pedophiles? Not even a pedophile. Wow, that's a that's a uh... that's like that's like the biggest insult. All right, not even a, a not, not even you. a pedophile would rape you. That's something like a drunk parent just screams at their kid. <laughs> not, not even a pedophile wants you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a really good. That's that's uh, you know what I'm gonna drunkenly tell my kid that. Go get him, and you can tell them to bring bring you more gruel. Bring me more gruel. I, I mean, unfortunately, my children are all you know adults at this point, but i <laughs> well, invite them over. I guess the pedophile line <laughs> wouldn't work. No, but I mean, it is true. A pedophile wouldn't want them. They're grown up.
0: <laughs>
1: um. So yeah, uh, Picard. Meets uh, his brother's wife, um, who is extremely attractive. Right, used to be at least. Which Picard says, "Oh, didn't you used to be extremely attractive?" That's one of the lines yeah, you know, in the episode. <laughs> they're, they're giving each other sex eyes the whole time, right? Um, or at least she is. I think and, you're projecting. Uh, I was, I was annoyed that they they didn't um, they didn't have sex. You you and you were annoyed that the, this brotherly story of um, support didn't involve <laughs> cuckolding. <laughs> I'm sure Patrick was equally as as upset that he didn't have sex with her. Well, as I often uh, note, he's quite Shakespearean. As is yeah. Peckleding. <laughs> that's true, That's true. And, uh, we, we have quite an evocative scene of him going into the vineyard and his brother cutting grapes and uh, this is the first time they've seen each other in, like, at least 20 years, right? Yeah, this is the scene that sparked a thousand letters. And, uh, yeah yeah and his brother just like barely acknowledges them, right, but um yeah so so yeah we we do enter the crux of this episode, which is the relationship between Picard and his brother, and you know how how that kind of informs Picard's entire uh life and view and all that stuff, um, but yeah, the letters we got a, just a deluge, yeah, all from our them. female viewers, which mm-hmm. were all almost always the minority on in the letter writing, but they all claim that they did not understand the relationship of Picard and his brother, which, to me, was, I don't know, pretty obvious. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, it's it's just for for as uh, as as emotionally insightful as women are supposed to be, there's some things they just won't understand ever. Right. Like, um, like, like Die how- Hard. Die Hard, and how the best way to to express some emotions is uh, mud wrestling, <laughs> which was Patrick's idea, by the way. Yes, g- g- getting all dirty in the mud. He even even really trying to get his eyes mud play fetish into Trek for a while at that point. Um, he can, he speaking can... of letters, though, Yo, oh um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say Patrick really want He kept telling me that he wanted to get quote, wet and messy. That's the phrase he kept yes. the phrase he kept using. Wet and messy, Jesus. Yeah. It was um it was like uh a few people actually joined him too in the crew. Right. He you got a few people He's playing around like um, pigs in mud. I mean yeah uh, uh Jeff you know, uh, you know the lighting guy. Yeah. Uh he yeah, he ended up hopelessly addicted to mud play for for years after that which was kind of it was kind of it was sad to see really he kept asking me to show if i if he could show me his mud pies and like, I'd be like jeff i don't want to see your mud pies yeah i told you last week just stop don't get stop don't get mud on the lights it was the he'd, whole thing he'd, he'd, he'd come in he'd come in with like mud cake behind his ears and, you know you have to be like have you been mudding again no it's... it put a whole uh, new spin on the phrase wet behind the ears <laughs> uh yeah. Speaking of letters, though, um, we got a lot of as as I mentioned last week, a lot of letters about O'Brien, right? Yeah. And uh, thanks to that, we actually learn his his rank this episode. Uh, I okay, chief petty officer. I I have to ask for some. I'm an idiot. I don't understand this. Like how the what is an enlisted? officer what is because they're like separate from from the ranked officers right so the ranked officers are the ones who have gone through starfleet okay an enlisted officer is someone who is basically pulled as a civilian to work on the in in starfleet but they're not like like the, the, the ranked officers have gone through the academy okay right so the enlisted ones are kind of just like i guess you might say conscripted but they have more um, technical jobs that would need more specialized training than than the academy. No, no, not no, not even. It's it's they're they basically go from being a civilian immediately to working on on you know like starships and stuff. But what I mean is that it seems like O'Brien and uh, Orff's father are both um, you know engineers yeah, of they, some sort. So they sure it, it's my impression that they would have gone through like some kind of technical school as a civilian and then the uh, join the military be asked to join based on those skills. Yeah, and maybe that's the case, but, you know, they're always going to be outranked by like even like low level. Right. Uh, you know, any anyone who's been through Starfleet Academy basically and is working on, on the ship. So that's basically what it is. Well, I, I uh, now I know. But now, yeah, we learned his rank in this episode. Yeah, we did. We did. He's a chief petty officer, right? Right. That's why he always gets uh, annoyed at small things. <laughs> <laughs> now, does he ever become a master chief? Petty officer? Mm-hmm. Um, well, he becomes chief engineer in Deep Space Nine. Kind of same. Wow, seriously? Yeah. How does he do that? That's just what he is at the beginning of the show. They're like, we need an engineer... Uh, we need a chief engineer on this ship. O'Brien, you're on this show now. That's bizarre.
0: <laughs> but he's the head I don't know, he was chief engineer. Yeah, and he's always That's like crazy.
1: he's got like a crew that he's bossing around and Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So I uh he's moving my, up. My, my only my only experience with DS nine is that episode of him as a clone, so Did I, you I, Oh I, you did watch that one? I only the only thing I can think of with DS nine is people just treating O'Brien like shit. I liked that episode. It was a good episode. But there's so very, many very interesting. Yeah, and there's so many episodes where O'Brien just gets shit on by life by, <laughs> by his crewmates by by enemy forces, just over and over again. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm looking forward to watching it. It it annoys me that they they didn't upscale it. I mean, I know it takes a lot of work, but you'll get over it. The thing, is that, the thing is that nobody really likes Deep Space Nine. Right. So they put no effort well, yeah. into it. I was... I mean, even TNG was pushing it. Yeah, but I saw somebody was writing about... Um, what are they writing about? Something uh, about Trek. And they're like, oh, some of the worst episodes from Star Trek. That includes Deep Space Nine and Voyager. As if like Deep Space Nine is anywhere near as bad as Voyager. I was personally offended, <laughs> to say the least. I, uh, I I might grab the DVDs for it, because watching it on Netflix, the fidelity is just horrible. Yeah, it does look bad. So, at least on DVD, it'll be, like, the best it can possibly look. Right. On Netflix, any dark scene, you have all that artifacting. Yeah, oh, it's so gross. Yeah. I, I had to put up with it. It's just bad. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so we learn that his brother, obviously, he's standoffish with, with Picard, doesn't seem to really like him, and uh, he tells him, you know, dinner's at eight, and Picard walks away. Yeah, that's a really big uh part of, you know, culture shock. A lot of Americans couldn't fathom eating dinner at eight o'clock. Right, yeah, yeah. usually usually they're eating dinner at 4 and then second dinner at 8. Right, it's like, well, what, what do you eat at 6? If you're eating dinner at 8, what do you eat at 6? <laughs> right, 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 right. Then what do you eat at 6.30? <laughs> Wait, you aren't eating all day? I just have um some mushed up crackers put into my veins intravenously throughout the day. <laughs> uh, we get a really nice matte painting as he walks away, too. Mm-hmm. I knew you would talk um, about that. It's the countryside, but you still have some little uh Star Trek spires in the background and stuff. Um, everything else I was has li- changed. Except this one little pocket. Right. I was a little put off by how obviously uh it looked like a matte painting. Yeah. Sometimes they're very good at hiding it. Like they'll they'll uh manage to um like like uh Mike Okuda would manage to kinda get like people walking in the background like like on on the Clayon Homeworld, mm, mm. um, they kind of add people walking uh, between the arch archways, which is really impressive looking. Uh, here it's just like really static. There might be like some blinking lights or whatever. Uh, yeah, it's not it's, seamless. It's still nice. Yeah, it's still nice. No, it's it's uh, it's definitely not a food delivery service. Um, I'm just searching my mind seamless is a yeah i don't is think it? you're seamless in tokyo yeah no yeah. i've never i've never i've never seen this oh you never seen Yeah. It? <laughs> i think we cut back to wharf now right yes and he's with his his family yeah his receiving and them I, <laughs> 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 his uh his father's a treat i like the character he's like Oh, you know, I have all the the starship schematics, and he's like, "I want to see the entire ship." I thought that was that was kind of funny. That was. I mean, you can imagine just um, a retired, you know, dad just pouring over right. blueprints in his in his study at home, It's for no mm-hmm. r- real reason other than he's just some some kind of degenerate. Yeah, totally, totally. Yeah, I like that. Um, one thing I'm not really super pleased with is the um, the Trying to create drama with this plot line, where it's like, oh, we have something we can't tell Worf, and then it's like nothing. Yes, yes, that is strange. <laughs> it's really dumb, really, really dumb. Especially uh, because the A plot had drama. I mean, maybe yeah, not, sure. Maybe not like cut to commercial drama, but but drama. Real it should drama. have been like Worf, Five space cancer or something. I don't know. Yeah, like give us something. Worf, Instead, you're not it was really a his- Klingon. <laughs> <laughs> we gave you surgery. <laughs> we always, uh, we we always wanted a Klingon son, but we couldn't. <laughs> I was human. Oh, week surgery. Now that would be a fucking trip. <laughs> Worf grappling with his entire identity. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> what is a Klingon? <laughs> Yeah, it ends up being about his excommunication, which, um, I don't really buy his parents not being able to talk to him about. Yeah. Whatever. I mean, it's a different culture, maybe, and they know Worf doesn't really like to talk about anything. Yeah, I guess. Didn't bother me so much, but again, as I said at the onset of all this, it wasn't really compelling. No, it's it's not not really convincing to me either, but whatever. (laughs) Um... Yeah, so he's basically Worf's whole thing is he's showing his parents around the ship and they're getting into uh, mild hijinks by bothering everyone on the ship. I guess. They they um, interact with Jordy and before that, O'Brien. hmm And then they talk to Guinan. They talk to Gynan. And probably one of the dumbest scenes ever where she's like, <laughs> why didn't you feed him prune juice? <laughs> Absolutely. Just mind-numbingly stupid. But it led to the cute moment where his mom's like, Oh, I learned to make blood, blood Rokeg blood pie. There it is. But we didn't learn to eat it. (laughs) (laughs) How do you make rokeg blood pie? Oh, at first you need a lot of blood. A lot of blood. Actually, you know what? Let's Google this. Gokeg blood pie recipe. Recipe. Okay, so in this recipe um, they substitute pig's blood and pork fat. Okay. And they make it into just a normal pie. Like a pot pie? No, 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 like like an apple pie or a cherry pie. Hmm. <laughs> uh boil some beetroots. It's really oh, okay. exciting so so the the authentic version does not have a crust I see so that's more of like a like a pumpkin pie A pumpkin pie has a crust not on top okay but no no it doesn't have a crust at all ah so then it's more like a shepherd's pie yes yes so next next time next time uh, we decide to cook something let's try to make some rokeg blood pie huh. All right, we can post pictures of it to the gram. Yeah, the gram. <laughs> I love posting pictures of my food to the gram. The Graham. The Teddy Graham. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, uh, so flash, flash back down to France, right? Yeah, back on Earth. Back on the planet. <laughs> They're having din-dins. Yeah, is this before or after? This is before he talks to the hydroponics guy, right? Yes, yes. yes they're having Be- because d- because hmm. she mentions that Lewis wanted to talk to Picard, right? Wow, you remember his name? Yeah, good on you. Because I I, th- I thought it was uh, strangely like like simple, not like, uh, like I, guess, I guess Robert is also well Robert. Oh, Robert, sorry, Robert Lou- Louis. Yeah, it's not Louie though, right? It's Louis. Right. That that's why that's why I thought it was weird. Hope someone got fired for that. <laughs> but it quickly uh, comes out that the card's brother is not in support of this newfangled technology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um I guess the it, traditionalist. It, it turns out yeah, their their father was uh very much um uh, very staunch staunchly uh, anti-tech, I it guess a Luddite, yeah, 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 essentially, um, I guess I guess as a winery, right, that kind of makes sense. You want to keep the authentic flavor or whatever, right? Um, but you know, we learned that he uh, he wouldn't let their mother get a replicator, much like Robert would, doesn't let his wife get one. You know, everything has to be authentic um, which clashes with uh, uh, what's his name? Renee Rene wanting to, well yeah Picard but also Renee wanting to be a starship captain right, right. in the future and um, you know Patrick Robert views Patrick as um, I mean obviously you can tell already that there's some kind of jealousy festering here but he also sees Picard as um, Kind of egging Renee on. Right, kind of luring his son away from him. Right, right. And, um. For what purpose? Who knows? They start. <laughs> Maybe a little bit of mud play?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, the, the, the conversation turns very tense at this point. Yeah, it inevitably and, and, um, and comes to like a, uh, you you raise your kids the way you want, and let me do the same. Right, right. Um, we just as an aside here, we we have, we have a an extended scene here that um, is really fairly unknown mm. because it only ended up on the laser disc, I think. Which is a relic, an artifact. Yeah, right, right. Um, so actually, that may have been Japan only. Um, I'll have to scrounge around some of the uh, the hard offs. Looking yeah, for my TNG laser discs. Laser discs, yeah. Um, there's there, there's this there's this bit where where he says, um, I think. So I wrote the quote down. Here. Give me a sec. I wrote the quote down. He says, "Um, father understood better than anybody else the danger of losing those values which we hold most precious, right?" Uh-huh. And um, there's an immediate cut here, where in between. We inserted, and this was entirely a concession, um, and it was a compromise with Gene because he hated the script from from the get go. He didn't like this episode, so we threw this in here kind of to placate him. Um, in the extended version on the Laserdisc, Robert looks directly at the camera and just starts quoting um, directly from the protocols of the Elders of Zion, and it's uh, it's 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 a good you know extended three minute scene. And Gene was happy with it, just to be clear. He was. Um, thankfully, he was too delirious to watch uh, the broadcast. So, it got cut. But it lives on in, uh, in the Laserdisc. Yeah, in the Land of the Rising Sun. Right, I think that's on side B.
0: <laughs>
1: Laserdiscs are a trip. Yeah, I mean, you need, like, um, a, a training regimen just to, you know, lift them. i uh i distinctly remember hauling um from a hard off all of the special editions of evangelion on laserdisc where are those now walking walking them back home they've been sold to someone else um sold off to a better home I was, I was i was i was with someone who bought them and then didn't want to take them on the plane because they were too heavy so we sold them to someone um but we had we had to haul them all the way back home and um they 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 were real heavy how many were there six in total but they're special editions so there's like a ton of extra material <laughs> so they're basically like big laserdisc books fuck yeah it was it was uh it was something you ever see a laserdisc player oh yeah oh yeah big boys they are big boys you know the the uh i think laserdisc is the only place you can get the original star wars movies now the ones untouched by uh yeah by human hands yeah well then well, I-, I guess they did do dvd but isn't laser, laser disc is better than dvd right I mean, define better. Like, they'd win in a fight. Higher fidelity. Oh, I see. Yeah, LaserDisc. I think, right? I believe LaserDisc was only done in by the... How clumsy the size of everything is. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so I think think that's the best version of classic Star Wars you can get. Well, I'll invest in LaserDisc players once uh, Star Wars popularity picks back up. (laughs) I've always wanted a LaserDisc player. For God knows what reason. You know, speaking of weird media formats, I'm getting on a tangent here. Are you going to go on um, about HD-DVD again? Not HD-DVD, but um, the Sega Saturn has a module you can fit into the back that lets it play video CDs, which were a big format in Japan for a while. Video CDs yeah video CDs of like act, like films, huh? And obviously it would be like multiple discs, like a VHS, like like the Titanic VHS. Mm-hmm. you'd need multiple discs to get through a movie. Uh, but I'm you know I'm, I'm interested I'm interested in how these even look That's a probably part, like shit. That's a part of the film watching experience I really miss, um, getting up to change the disc. Or the oh team. yeah, that was that was the most fun part. that and rewinding. I always Pretty kind? I was kind, but my family couldn't afford a, a, a VHS player that automatically rewound. I couldn't afford one. So I, I had to sit there every night and just rewind by hand before I returned the <laughs> video. <laughs> it was tough times. <laughs> you know, tough. That's what I just said. I just yeah, said I was, it was tough. with you. Yeah. It was tough. It was tough. Tough love. Hey, it was tough. I mean, you put your finger in the spool and start ratcheting it and the little plastic spikes in the spool start cutting into you. you. You couldn't even get a manual rewinder? No. I I was you know, the manual rewinder. One of the, one of those sticks with like a little star shape at the end. Believe me, I wish I pined for one of those every night. Um, when when I watched Ben Hur, I couldn't use my hands for the next week. That's that's a uh, that's that's how a, like a a sassy black woman says she's been somewhere before. A lot of Ben Hur. It's a very long movie. You see Ben Hur. Ben Hur. Uh, they have Ben her. A lot Ben Hur. Oh, I've been her before. So we come back from commercial after the dinner scene, and is this what the hydroponics guy? Yeah, yeah. We get some some Lewis action. Right. We there's some heavy hand editing, heavy-handed editing of the script here. Uh, They threw in the line that Picard reaches for the future while his brother reaches for the past, Um, out of the fear that very few members of the audience would understand the. Subtle motivations of the primary characters of the episode, mm. and uh, it did its job. It describes, yeah. What's going I, on. you know, it's another concession we have to make for for our general audience, right? Much, much like, uh, much like the Big Short. Yes. This um, family began a, uh, a cinematic trend that flowed all the way through to the making of the Big Short. Now, what we should do, what we should have done for the Blu-ray release, is have Margot Robbie. Yeah, sit in a bathtub and explain, and explain the Picard family to us. <laughs> and Renee, well, he's just an idiot. <laughs> he has a thin upper lip. He's got a he's got a berries and cream haircut. Berries and cream haircut. Does he? I maybe I don't know. Coconut head. Yeah, I uh, we discussed this off mic, but I was I was very annoyed by that line. Oh, the um, reaching for the past, the future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's quite insulting, isn't it? It really is. Hundred percent, hundred p, hundred p. I think it's fucking garbage to be honest. It, 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 uh, God, it's like. If if someone who's watching the episode needs to be told that, they're probably, like, drooling and, like, don't blink. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sitting there, like, not even absorbing anything. They're probably too dumb to understand what reaches for the future or the past even means. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but, you know, uh, studio mandates and all that. Network television. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the really terrible thing is that this is still smarter than new, new, new Star Trek. Yes, well, it's not a, it's not a space battle with quips. <laughs> now, the whole point of this is that this guy presents an alternative career path for Picard. He's like, "Come work on this hydroponics project." Yeah, sure. And Picard, no, no this this isn't hydroponics. Oh, whatever. It's like he the, did, he it, did do it's it's the atlantis project right they're like making a new continent yeah yeah they're trying to raise the, the floor the... Um, <laughs> i'm trying to raise the floor of podcasting
0: <laughs>
1: feel, feel free to insert that that image of the the, the fat nerd with glasses saying actually
0: yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah so that that's that is what they're doing and yes yeah, he picard is the card for some reason spends his free time reading about this dumb shit well it's uh he's paying tribute to lewis who he somewhat knows somewhat respects yeah they they, they were friends in school or whatever right they were best buddies yeah they were bffs right biffles <sighs> oh you my biffle you ever played biffle ball <laughs> that's not a real thing we. <laughs> you caught me. That's like a, uh, like Scooby Doo. Go on. How's it like Scooby Doo? Like, except instead of R, you uh, know, so it's W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, good Scooby Doo reference. Thanks. <laughs> um. Then uh, my memory foggy after this. Yeah, so uh, Picard starts talking, you know, very very fervently about this project and, you know, uh, any experience he, he has that relates to the problems that Lewis is having. And Lewis is very excited and he says, you know, you know, we really need someone to take charge of this. And you're the perfect man. And uh, Picard which, says he'll he'll look at the data or whatever. Which is strange because data is just not in this episode at all. That's true. That's true. He's not. Brent was not happy about that. Yeah, it was a uh, lack of communication, I think, right? Right. Well, at, once the episode had wrapped, um, Brent went up to, I think it was Rick, just kind of like grabbed him by the shirt and said, you know, if you ever do another episode without me, without Data, I walk. I'm out of here. Right, right. <laughs> Which birthed the Data Rule into us all. The Data Rule. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, yeah. Yeah. You must, you must have, you know, this such and such an amount of data per episode, right? Otherwise, Brent's um, out. He walks. Yeah, yeah. And, I mean, the, the tragic thing is, I think the producers were were kind of, you know, well-intentioned here. They, they were trying to give him some time off. Right. right? Um, you know, because Brent, um, he's not actually an android in real life. So the the whole process of hacking into the Borg subsystems last episode... It was just so mentally draining i mean he could barely stay awake for more than a few hours at a time but i guess he's just such a such a workhorse that Frank yeah Steiner. yeah i i don't think he was looking for any pity certainly not a pity party no <laughs> which we did have planned <laughs> right we we bought and balloons then, and, and, then, and everything yeah and then you know that that happened and... We had to call it off, right? And after that, nobody was extending all the branches to Brent. No. Branches to Brent. Sounds like a like a dust to dust takeoff. It sounds like a shitty play. <laughs> Brent Spiner <laughs> like a, like a, seems like somebody who would be involved in a lot of shitty plays. Like a, like a musical about gay people. Hell yeah. Or or like a like an African American kid who gets shot or something branches to Brent, yeah if yes but no i don't think many african-american kids would be named friend (laughs) i guess maybe bront (laughs) bront (laughs) bront o (laughs) apostrophe It's just about dinosaurs now. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, here are branches to Bront. Um, it's it's this Brontosaurus that is... Either his neck is too short or he's lame. And his legs don't work and he can't like, reach the branches. Um, <laughs> and, you know, the other Brontosaurus is all... Uh, they reject him and then, then he goes on some kind of journey and then they like him. And then they give him his branches or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's beautiful. Uh, Brances de Bront, the it's a Pixar yeah, our film, new, our new off-Broadway play. Oh yeah, I guess it could be a Pixar film, huh? It could be an off-Broadway where like the actors are wearing like big, big, you know, costume necks with silly dinosaur heads on top. Yeah, and yeah, their, yeah. Their faces it's it's like the Lion up. King. Yeah, yeah. And then Bront just has his own his own human neck. Right. <laughs> right. Cause he can't reach the branches. He's just he's just a dude. <laughs> <laughs> Bront is a human adopted by a Brontosaurus family. Okay, and the Brontosaurus we must get branches for Bront. And they go and like the only thing the only Branch Bronze can eat is this fruit tree in the middle of a volcano, <laughs> uh, thousands of miles away. We have to go go on a journey for Bronze. And, <laughs> yes. and like, only one of them yeah. makes it back. <laughs> Bronze dead because he took so long. <laughs> it's a tragedy. Uh, Bronze's dinosaur love interest is like crying over his dead body. <laughs> It's a, it's a, it's Terry, the pterodactyl. Terry the pterodactyl. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, just screaming, just screeching. (laughs) It it, it, it doesn't speak English because it's not the same species. (laughs) (laughs) Oh god. Oh, jeez. No. Enough of that tomfoolery. <sighs> yeah. Can't have too much fun. No. So, this is a Star Trek podcast, after. that's right. This isn't the Orb. You know what we're doing here. <laughs> we <sighs> would never sink that low. No, no, no. Um it's not the captain's chair. Certainly not. What's your I Don't even mention that. What's your least favorite Star Trek podcast? Um, you think i know star trek podcasts my my least favorite is to boldly go because their that whole definitely is one their it? whole gimmick of recording the podcast while on a trip to somewhere just really makes it unlistenable you know you got like traffic noises <laughs> and passers by yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're basically talking on like speakerphone the entire time. Right. I I think they're using some kind of walkie-talkie. Based on <laughs> the fact that they're walking and talking at the same time. Yeah, right, right. That right. that is the only way you can walk and talk is with a walkie-talkie. That's right. Well, you become a walkie-talkie if you do those two things at the same time. <laughs> um which uh w- right now we're we're sitting talkies. Right. Right, right. Oh. And if 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 you're watching a a film with sound that's just a talkie yes now if the picture moves that's a movie talkie <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but you yourself can never become a movie talkie no while you're you're more of a city watchy while uh, the film is going on if you know what i mean and then when the film is over uh you hear a Levy complaining. <laughs> <laughs> well, but first you're a standy clappy. Uh, that's true. That's true. It all depends on where you're watching the film. Yeah, if you're in America.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Um. So, next. Wesley, maybe? Okay, yeah, I guess. Like, I, there's this one scene of Crusher opening Jack's casket or whatever and um, i actually like stopped paying attention for this entire scene when the, when there were no men on the screen you just blacked out yeah <laughs> and, and 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 the women aren't naked and kissing yeah right <laughs> they're not wrestling in the mud either um, they're, they're not doing some like uh, a terrible workout in leotards yes it's basically the same scene as, as the one you just referenced um, mm-hmm. what we're treated to here but Troy is talking to Beverly, and Beverly's talking about Jack, and Troy is like, hmm, interesting. And uh, that's it. And then, mm-hmm. later on, Wesley gets to watch a hollow message from his father, which lasts for about a minute, and then the scene ends. I have to say, um, Jack, Jack Crusher, he was played by Doug Mm mm-hmm. um the the casting guys really got a dude who saw who like his inflections and like the way he spoke was exactly like will well i mean that could have been intentional on the actor's part oh yeah i guess maybe but but was was it not yeah yeah it's very easy to buy their relation um yeah which i mean you brought this up at the beginning but this is kind of like okay Nothing becomes of it because Wesley doesn't have any development. He has zero emotion. Right. And, Uh, again, in the earlier scene, Crusher says that Wesley has already come to terms with his father's death. So, ostensibly, there's nothing here to explore, and that's only proven by the scene itself. And that's the thing. The only emotion you get out of the scene is what you project onto it. Right. So, it's like, you know, you can glean emotion from this scene. I mean, obviously, it would be an emotional event for someone who's lost their father to see him standing right in front of him and act like he's still going to be alive you know what i mean Mm -hmm. but uh none of that is actually portrayed (laughs) you know in 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 wesley's reaction at all or really the framing of it it just kind of happens now speaking of projecting we actually we got this really touching piece of mail you remember this yes from um it was it was uh he was, he was a young, expecting um, father who, uh, tragically, uh, he, was, he was planning to commit suicide before his child was born. Mm. Um, like, really, really heavy stuff. And uh, anyway, he said in his letter that um, he'd, he'd watched this episode, and he cited this scene in particular. And um, he said he was so taken aback by the wave of emotion that, that washed over him uh, that he, uh, he vowed to kill himself even sooner. We all shed a tear reading that letter. Yeah, it was beautiful, beautiful. I mean, it's 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 crazy, um, just how how what we did affected people so deeply. Trek's an emotional show. It's not the yeah. cold, hard sci fi of you know Star Trek, but it's very emotional, like Star Trek. Hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, you know, it's it's not lost <laughs> in space. No, we we know where it is. It's not uh. <laughs> It's not, uh... What's that show with the Cylons? Oh, why don't I know this? Uh Is that Battlestar Galactica? It's not Battlestar Galactica. It's the, not, uh... It's not, um... Farscape. Oh, it's certainly no Farscape. Or is that the Net browser? What am I thinking of? No, you're right, Farscape. You're thinking about Netscape. I see. It's not, uh... Stargate SG-1 <laughs> It's not Stargate Atlantis Oh, they there were multiple Stargates Yeah Ain't that something Stargate, I've never really And never really liked the aesthetic of it It's very like military Which turns me off immediately Oh, Starfleet's a military Yeah, but they don't look it You know what I mean? What do you want them to look like civilians star stargate's like too contemporary, and it's they're it's setting costumes and stuff yeah, I'd buy that there's no like there's no there's no romance there there's no i don't know imagination mm. there's like a tall black guy with a silly forehead I don't know Cisco orf the <laughs> Cisco have a silly forehead well oh, I mean it's got wrinkles from his stress. Ah, he does have a very tough job. He does, being first the uh, commander and then the captain of the space station. <laughs> the captain of a space station. Yeah, I think they promoted him to captain just... It had to have been just uh, James Avery getting uh, getting annoyed. <laughs> I want to be a captain. Why, why, did, why does Patrick Stewart get to be a captain? Right. It's a whole episode where he gets promoted... Wasn't very good. Like a, like a medal ceremony. There is all the characters standing around and they clap. Yep. <laughs> you did it, Captain. You're the captain. Please <laughs> <laughs> captain <laughs> us on our journey home. Dax comes up and starts flating him. Uh, Jadzia Dax or Ezri Dax. Whichever one exists at that point. That'd be Jadzia. I don't even. I don't even know what they are. They're Dax. They are Dax. Um, they are n- wildly different in terms of attractiveness. The first one's better, right? Wrong. Okay. Well, that's good. You end on a high note. You do. You do. But it's funny because, um, apparently the 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 fallout between the old actress and the show was so severe that in the final episode, any like flashbacks, they couldn't use any footage of her while wow. flashbacking on all the other characters. Yeah, what was what was the deal with that? I remember reading about it, but like very briefly. I don't know exactly what it was. I didn't work on Deep Space 9, but um she it, I think it was money, it must have been money. And in leaving, she didn't grant them any permission to use her likeness or, you know, the old footage. You would think they would have like uh nailed that down before they hired her you would think so but this was uh back in the day period (laughs) this was back in the day it was back in the day back back in the the ancient 90s i can't even fathom a time that long ago i know so wesley says bye to his dad he's like all right well bye i guess and then, yeah, that's the end of his involvement in this episode. Right. And then it goes this is where the mud fight happens. Yes. Yes. Um Robert sits down at the table while well I keep on I keep saying like I wanted to say Patrick. While Picard is uh drinking wine and he he starts to like instigate. He's like, "What happened to you up there? I know they they tickled Uranus and they raped made you. you feel like a, a gay little bitch boy." And uh Picard walks away, and you know, Robert keeps going and going and going, and he's like, you know, you were always the favorite child, and all that stuff, and Picard just fucking punches him right in the face. Yep, and then they go down into the mud, and they start rolling. We and had to roll. we had to shoot this shot very deliberately so as to not catch any glimpses of uh Patrick's uh well, you know <laughs> him showing. Right, 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 right. right. Uh, th- thankfully, it was not in the Starfleet uniform, so it's a yes. little bit easier. That would have been nigh impossible. But yeah, they they get all they get all messy, wessy. Yeah, and they they ultimately start bonding with each other. They they break down Which, laughing. It uh, was a little unearned. I don't know. I liked it, it. Should have had more time dedicated to it, but the idea that they have a um, a disagreement that turns to a fight that turns to reconciliation is yeah, seems realistic to me. Yeah, it's natural. But yeah, I, there's something about like how how it like flips on like a switch. Yeah, more time would have been good. Yeah, I think I think it's yeah, it's a little a little abrupt. But yeah, I mean it's the natural progression. And then um, Picard Pro- actually has a breakdown. Yeah, progresses further to him crying. Yeah, finally coming to terms with uh, what happened which was set up at the beginning of the episode in his talk with Troy where he's insisting that he's fine Troy is probing because she knows he's not and uh, it needed this to come out for uh, right for that to, to finally move past that right so yeah I mean good scene good yeah. stuff I like that certainly the highlight of the episode and yeah. this whole story is the highlight of the episode mm-hmm it's it's nice to see someone acting like a human being. For once. <laughs> so, uh... Robert's kind of just like, yeah, well, I mean, you're gonna have to live with it. And Picard's like, I guess I will. Which is like, I mean, it's the only response you can really give. <laughs> hey, He oh. also gives him some alcohol, which is the best thing a brother could do. Yep, yep. They They go back home and uh, they drink and they sing and then uh... so they have a fairly silly moment when Rivera's wife walks in and like Rivera's I was just uh, comes in. he was uh I, we were uh, uh. <laughs> she says she says did my little baby make another messy wessie once again we had to frame the upper half of Patrick <laughs> but yeah there they, they, are uh there's a little silly quirky scene there. Now, I don't I I know it's a messy, but why does it have to be messy? Well, you know, it's a you got to rhyme it somehow. It's true. It's true. It's a real part of the play. And what what's the conclusion of Worf's bit? Oh, uh they his parents visit him in his room and um He's like, when I heard you were coming, I didn't, I didn't know if I wanted you to come. And then he sits down and he says, "Oh, I'm glad you're here, though." And then they start talking about like how um, kind of distraught they were about his excommunication from the Klingon homeworld and how they don't really get it, but how they're always here for him. And there's like a little back and forth, right? Mm. And then he, you know he kind of he, like he eventually accepts it, and then they hug. I like the hugging. The hugging. I think that was the name of one of the episodes the hugging. <laughs> yeah, it was it was alright. So I guess uh it's the end of the episode. Yeah, well so so Picard eventually decides that he Yeah, he goes back to the fucking starship, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, right. this is like the th- the third fake out of like, is Picard leaving? Yeah, really, in successive episodes. It's like, oh, is he gonna be a Borg? Is he gonna be a hydroponics expert in France? <laughs> <laughs> Real cliffhanger material. <laughs> the show just transitions to <laughs> to a show about Picard. Working to raise the sea floor. <laughs> That's this season's arc. Yep. Yeah. I've done it. <laughs> a new Atlantis for a new century. <laughs> and then he becomes a Borg. <laughs> rules over Atlantis. <laughs> I am Locutus of Atlantis. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so he goes back um, He, you know, crosses paths with Worf's parents There's a cute little scene there then That's it, it, right? Yeah Solid, solid three saucer sets Three? I was going to go maybe three and a half hey, you're, You can do that I won't stop you I really was left wanting by the amount of time paid to the B-plots that left the A-plot underdeveloped. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the A-plot was a million times more interesting, for sure. And uh, we can definitely both agree that the Wesley stuff was completely unnecessary. Yeah. And to be honest, the and... Wolf stuff also could have been further developed. Um, that's that, That's not a bad idea to spend time on, but uh there's better versions of this episode out there in other universes like like we talked about the the attempt to insert drama into the Wharf plot and then have it come out so flaccid yeah. just makes it feel like what's the point i just like seeing michael dorn smile but um yeah but again you know we had a, an array of pretty good actors so you know it was nice to see actual acting yeah, I can say that at least. A lot of competence in this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So even in even in the more boring scenes, uh I think there's something to like. I think it's a worthy um come down from the the last two episodes. Yeah. I- I'm still not sure if this was part of the movie showing or not. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna say no he could just have like a theater full of people just all sitting there ah a highwayman <laughs> <laughs> I mean if if you did want to if you did want to cut this into a movie just take all the Picard stuff and then get rid of the other stuff yeah you know what I mean I do but I don't think any effort went into adapting those mm-hmm. for the screen no definitely not <laughs> they probably still had like a 15 second commercial break cut to black <laughs> They <laughs> have the music sting. Yeah. Fire. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued credits. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. All right. What do I have for you today? Uh, nothing. No, I have something. Okay, hold on. So there's there's a cutscene. Um, in a cutscene. Yeah, like yeah, like like in a video game. Yeah. There there's there's a cutscene when Wesley um when Wesley's father is talking to him on the hollow deck. And he or is it cut? Well, yeah, talking. it was cut. Okay. Um. So, so, so they're talking, and and it, it basically it's it's an extended version of this scene, and um, Wesley's father starts talking about um, their ancestors, okay. And he mentions one ancestor who fought in a particular war. Okay. My question is, what war is it, and which side was he on? Good lord. Um. I. I... Is it a real war? It's a real war. yeah yeah. yeah. Okay. I wouldn't ask if it wasn't. <laughs> well, God forbid. You can dedu- you, you can definitely deduce this both uh, in terms of what war it is and and why why I would even ask what side it's on. Okay, yeah, this is the nineties, maybe the eighties. Was... No no, it's it's like it's like an ancestor ancestor. No no, I know. Uh, but um,
0: they oh, they yeah, wouldn't yeah, write so about like the Vietnam
1: them. War. Sure, 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 sure. Um, I don't want to say the Revolutionary War because that's too. Too dumb. But this has to be dumb. It would never be like. <laughs> it's it's definitely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're not going to get anything really creative, right? Um, the Allied side of World War Two. Nope. Uh, fuck these the, the central. Powers in World War One. Nope. Yeah, one more. Well, I'm an American, this is the only wars I know. Um, it's not the <laughs> Civil War, is it? It's not the North of the Civil War. It's not the North of the Civil War. It's the South. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Confederacy. What? Wesley's ancestor uh fought for the Confederacy. That's such a weird thing to write in. I mean, I guess the political climate was different at the time, but yeah, still, back then it was like it was okay to do that. That's hilarious. <laughs> um, I I also came across this very uh, humorously written uh, bullet point on on Memory Alpha when I was looking for this this trivia mm-hmm. um, that I want to read to you, please. Brent Spiner, parentheses data, <laughs> does not appear does not appear by by the way is linked there's a hot link and does not appear can I just throw in real quick I was reading Wikipedia the other day and um they had a list of colors that was mentioned in a different article and they were all hot linked to that colors article <laughs> so if you didn't know what blue was you could click on it <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that's what you're doing in your free time you're like I want to read about colors <laughs> anyway continue Data. Ren Spiner, parentheses data, does not appear in this episode, the only one of the entire series in which he is absent, though Spiner more than makes up for it in the following episode, in which Data has a family reunion of his own. Some editorializing going on here. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> he more than makes up for it, huh? Is, is, that, is that an encyclopedic fact? <laughs> I can't stand that. <laughs> and, and there's nobody around to keep these guys in check. No, no. Um, I do also want to note that uh, it says here the Tokyo pop manga Bokenshin had a story titled Loyalty set during this episode, as the comic's start date matches the one given for this episode. Does that comic uh, involve any of the characters of this episode? Uh, When Starfleet Command expresses their concern over Picard's brush with the Borg, Commander Will Riker will have his devotion to the Captain put to the ultimate test, possibly at the cost of his own career, for the thousandth time. First Officer's personal log, Stardate 44012.3. Having limped back to Earth after our encounter with the Borg, the Enterprise has begun its repairs at Earth Station McKinley. I will be supervising the refit while Captain Picard takes a well-deserved shore leave. So it's a Rikers. Damage to the Enterprise can be repaired easily. I can't help but wonder if the same can be said of our captain. I'm sure many are wondering if Captain Picard is fully recovered from his assimilation by the Borg and are asking the question Have we seen the last of Locutus? Oh, I boy. believe we have, but only time will tell. What? It's got to be this, like Rikers talking to some higher ups. It's like, oh, Captain Picard's not fit to be Captain Picard. and Right, right, uh-huh. right. That sounds very interesting. Riker's like, I believe in the captain. And like, what about this evidence that shows his brain scans are that of a computer's? And Riker like has to go into the tank for a while to think about this. He's like, I trust Captain Picard. And so they're like, okay, well, I guess it's good enough for us. And then the combination. God. I hate Star Trek. Yeah. Very much so. Um, so that'll, uh, that'll do it, I guess. Next week, we're going to talk about an episode in which Data more than makes up for his um,
0: <laughs> his, his, absence. his
1: absence in this episode with a family reunion of his own. Um, <laughs> <laughs> for now, I want to take some time to thank uh, our sponsors, Denny's and the Pep Boys. Uh, Denny's, of course, or you can buy The Moon's Over Miami, and the Pep Boys is the home of the 15-minute oil change. If at either of these establishments you drop the word Readier to your serviceman or cashier, they'll give you a 15% discount on whatever it is that you are doing there. So until the date of family reunion, I'm Mitchell Mills for Brandon Hobbs. Everybody out there in TV land, please stay ready.
0: The troublesome little man child.
1: Condemned to be a member of this lowest of species. Thank you, Answer. Engage. Do you consider yourself superior to us? should have told him to mind his own damn business. But well, I stroke the beard thusly. Do I not appear more... ...intellectual? Have you never dreamed of climbing inside the bottle?